remember to pan us around to the side because oh, Alex said he liked that. I can actually do it now. Oh, nice live panning. Yeah, hang on. Now we're panned. Mm. Is your, just called me Pan Us Cosmos. Is that your is that your new? Because I, uh, I I I direct films that I know that 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 I've not seen, but I I gather some people like and some other people don't like. Is that? I mean, that's probably true of a lot of of people that direct films. Do you think? Almost all of them, I'd say. It's weird now because I'm um. Oh, you're, you've got it in your ear, so you can only hear one of us. Well, yeah, hang on. Oh, also, do you want this on rotation? Oh no, it's fine. You could, you could, if, if well, you're. It's mostly blowing into my mic. Oh, fine. So okay, so let's let's equalise the, uh, the the so fan noise you'll in get, the mic. You'll, you'll literally hear the fan noise in. Stereo. I really like this, by the way, because it's like the, the it needs a, a bit of oil. D- 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 yeah, it didn't, it's not designed to be like that. It hasn't always been like that. It's only been like that this year. Mm. Of the five years I've had it, it's gradually got yeah. more creaky. Yeah, we're like like sweet. us all, really. Yeah, yeah no, it's definitely my, my the new subject to this podcast. Yeah, well, I, 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 I joked on 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 Twitter the other day, like uh, when, when we d- we didn't do the episode last week. I was like, um, if the subject of this podcast wasn't already, oh no, we're in our thirties. Uh, this episode has been delayed because we're both going to different weddings. <laughs> <laughs> so I was happy with that. Oh dear, yeah. So how how have you been doing then? You've been to uh, a wedding. You've been, been to one to, wedding. I've been to one wedding. To be a wedding going between on between us. We've been yeah. to two weddings. There, there's been two weddings. Mm. It's nice. I think now here's a here's a controversial opinion. I don't think it's a controversial opinion. I, it's just an opinion. Um, I think that weddings are good. I think they're a good opportunity for everyone. To, I think they can be stressful, obviously, for for the, for the people organising them, and you know they're very tiring, certainly. But they're just a nice, pleasant, you know, sort of way to spend time i think obviously it you know they can be very expensive i think i really like a wedding them, but like, reception but an actual wedding sure. fills me with terror yeah that's, you know, that's, that's yeah yeah but yeah. i think maybe you so, need to have that shared mm-hmm. feeling of terror to yeah. then have a to then yeah you know have a load of yeah because you, you've got yeah <laughs> you, you 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 have the sort of like the, the the formal stuff and there is you know that's the, the it's like a bonding yeah, a bonding activity like my you know my sort of I, I i say this all the time i don't know why it always sticks with me whenever i think about weddings but my my late grandfather who was a, a vicar mm. liked to say that he preferred doing funerals just because there's all this legal stuff you've got to do with weddings right you've got to make sure that the doors open there's certain yeah. forms of words you've got to say you've got to make sure that the people have signed the book correctly otherwise they're not you know there's, there's all this stuff about them right mm. you know, you've got to do all of that like you know all of the like does anyone know of any lawful impediment stuff like obviously it's very haha funny and like at this point i imagine everyone who officiates ceremonies is just like used to that sort of like uh nice nice little bit of you know to the anyone know any lawful impediment that's good then everybody has a little <laughs> chuckle but like you know that's that, that is, the reason they do that is because it's required by law yeah, yeah. Uh, which seems like a, a, a right a I wonder right what pain. law it is that, that says mm. that it's, it's probably, a, a very I old marriage one. yeah it's very very complicated yeah it's one of those things where if you you know mm. it's like whenever you do any kind of like um talking to a solicitor there's always like mm. well they kind of fucked up in 1839 yeah. when they did this one law yeah. so as a result we like yeah. this is just sort of the way that things are done and yes. so everyone has to do this and yeah, yeah, yeah we kind of can't really go back on that precedent because it would kind of invalidate a load of other shit so. yeah, yeah. It, it, it's, it's that well i hate to I hate to uh, be the uh, the the guy who references the xkcd thing but it's mm. the uh you know the all of the the all of modern software and it's like debate you know resting on a, a bed of like some open source uh thing that's maintained by some random guy and like Nebraska and some has been for 16 some, years. Someone in the House of Lords in 1839 yeah. just really insisted on a particular yeah. word being added. And yeah, now we're it, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, you know, I, I, I think, like, as as a sort of, you know, I, I, I it, it's one of those things where, like, I'm, I'm not indifferent to the institution of marriage. I, I'm generally supportive of it for various reasons, but, like, I understand all the, the criticisms of it, you know, but I like 
weddings <laughs> like yeah. you know irrespective of, of, of what you know what you think of, of of the other stuff like it's one of the few sort of get all the family together things where mm. it's there, there's like no you know sort of obviously the other major one is funerals or like you know you, some families like my family we've not obviously done it for the last few years for you know COVID reasons largely but, but also know, just in general was, in time, yeah, it's, these yeah. things seem to get harder for whatever yeah. reason yeah, yeah. because we, we, we used to you know for most of my childhood I remember and well into my like 20s we used to do like you know yearly family like get togethers yeah. it's whichever of you know whichever one of the family had like a, a big house or was centrally located or whatever so yeah, yeah. usually one of my uncles who lived in London um, and we'd you know like all of us like me and my like Fifteen cousins, or how many? I've got loads of cousins, and you know, my because my mum's got like three brothers, and they've all got right. like at least three kids. Um, actually, no, one of them's got slightly fewer than no, 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 he does also have three kids. Um, so they've all, you know, they're, they're, so so it's like you know, just loads and loads of people. And my I've got that, but my cousins now well. st- keep keep having kids too, and so sure, now it's yeah, it's even more. Yeah. Is, it just becomes like there's only a certain number of people you can get into mm. one place, and so when they start mm. having too many mm. kids, it's like well. Now you've just kind of like got this kind of graph theory problem where you're like, <laughs> you can only like bifurcate the graph in a certain way or whatever. And so I think the last time I saw my entire, like my mum's side mm-hmm. of my family was like at my cousin's 30th birthday, which was like yeah. last year. And they managed to get everybody together. Mm-hmm. And the way they managed to get everyone together, which is actually kind of a clever idea, is make it a surprise party. Oh, that is Somehow nice. yeah. making it a surprise party makes yeah. it easier to organise sure. all the people. Yeah. Whereas if you're just like, hey, we, do you want to come along to this mm-hmm. thing? It's like, yeah. I don't know. So. Yeah. Because your your presence I was not, becomes I, part of the mystery. I'm glad that my 30th yeah. birthday was not a surprise yes, party. No, I, I, but, yeah. <laughs> the, I, as, as, as I, I remember something. I can't remember at what, at what point this was decided, but I remember at one point Carly May uh, looked at me very seriously and was like, "Surprise party would be like literally the worst thing for you yeah. ever, wouldn't it?" Yeah, and I was like, "Absolutely, yes, it absolutely. would be." Yeah. <laughs> it's like good to know. Never, never, never going to do that. I thought, was like, me I, too. I, right? I found but, like, it's you know. worthwhile in my life to just mm-hmm. every few years just yeah. let everybody know that. Yes, you just, just like just a little refresher. Just, yeah. I don't want that. Just right? so you know, <laughs> just if, if it ever comes up in conversation, you have to be like, "Fuck no." Also, the worst no. thing would be if they mm-hmm. organised whoever, what, whoever they, yeah. who are they, right? They. They, right? We get onto conspiracy theories later. Um, if they if they organise a surprise party, but then yeah. you're like, I don't want a surprise party, yeah. and then so then it's actually not a surprise, but you have to pretend that it is. That's somehow even worse. Yeah, right? it's the, 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 the levels of of, yeah. of, of of deception or whatever, <laughs> which is very much you know very much like the way that they will often they, leave hints in the media. They, they are just always like yeah. this. Oh, so I've been I've been listening to uh, the songs of Martin Noakes again lately, um, and it's. Is this? Oh, yo! How is this? Okay, this is syn- this is this is what they call synchronicity, I yeah, guess. Yeah, yeah. So, like, well, the, is it a coincidence? Yeah, is, yeah. Is yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know what, hang on, I, sorry. I've just shuffled the cards in a random order, so who knows what's going to be next? Just trying to remember what the um, what the the actual lyrics are. Um, I looked them because, up. Because yeah, I, I thought it was what went down. Uh, yeah, what, what went, went down, what went uh, down in Building Seven? Sure. But it's with, I think, yeah. according to Genius dot com. Okay. But then again, it might not be correct. Sure. There's no actual official lyrics. I think. What went down with buildings? I mean, either of them was scam, but with feels like the, the natural one. Yeah, to me. yeah, yeah. Because you could also say, like, you know, as in there'll be evidence in. Yeah, yeah, yeah because it was like gone down allegedly CIA officers or whatever was the thing or something, mm. something Black Eagle Trust, something, something. I don't know. Um, but yeah, the, sorry. So I'll, I'll, I'll do my bit and then we can move on to to, to, to the intention of the card. The uh, so I, I can't remember why I was I was. I, I had was, a really yeah. nice thing to say about weddings, mm. but now we're going on to nine eleven. <laughs> Seems to be, no go on. Do, do the wedding bit and the then sort, we can talk about nine eleven. I feel like weddings and nine eleven mm. almost the opposite ends of it. A... <laughs> 
<laughs> in a way. The wedding 9-11 If you think continuum. about the thing that you really like... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> What's the thing that you like the least? Well, I have to say it's 9-11. I've got to say, if 9-11 happened at my wedding, I wouldn't be happy about it. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, no, a giant plane gun. Uh, yeah, 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 a giant plane gun. Yeah. Um, I, was just, I was just going to say, Mike, this is, this is pretty early. This is only eight minutes, eight minutes, mm. 20 into the podcast. Mm. Um, for me to be doing a utopian vision. But yeah. I think I was talking to Kat about this because I was thinking about how I have a kind of... When I, I don't really think... Like, <laughs> it's like a utopian, utopian 9-11, 9-11 for every city. Well, no, no, yeah. <laughs> Everyone should get... It should be... This is like the classic thing with the big cities get all the, yeah. all the stuff and the yeah. smaller ones. They don't even have yeah. transport or anything. Um, <laughs> but no, I mean, a utopian vision in a small-scale way, mm. right, in the sense that I, was, I, I often have this kind of, I have this uh, memory of being about eight or nine or being, being in France uh, near where my aunt lived at the time, still lived fairly near there. My, some of my cousins lived in the south, uh, south of France, grew up there and so on. Yeah. Uh, and there was a, a friend of theirs who was another like expat English couple that like mm. moved to France and basically just bought like a small farm, just, yeah. you know, kind of retired there essentially. Um, even though they were like 45 or something, God, God knows, that was something you could do. Right? Yeah, that yeah. was the kind of place in the sun era mm. where you buy a French farmhouse and, yeah. and you know, whatever. Um, and I remember, like, being about nine years old and just being in this kind of, like... They had, like, a house with, like, a sort of barn kind of attached to it. It wasn't, like, a big barn. It was just a kind of, like, outbuilding with, like, a large table in it with maybe could seat, like, 10, 15 people and, like, some sort of areas around it with some trees and just sort of nice sort of an acre or two, right? And, like, they weren't, like, rich. They just had, like, just called together some money and just, like, mm. retired to this kind of thing. And I remember being there, being, like, nine, and they're just being, like, about... Yeah, as I say, like 30, 40 people there all just hanging around on like a sort of warm spring evening. Everyone is like chatting and talking. It's all like various people I know in my mm-hmm. family, probably like members of their family, just all hanging out, just having a really nice time and just like standing around, some of us indoors, some of us outdoors, mm-hmm. and just having a really good, like nice mm-hmm. vibe. Yeah. And in my mind, mm-hmm. when I think about sort of what is life, like what is it that you want out of life? What are the mm-hmm. moments in life that you try to optimize for, yeah. right? The kind where you have like, a like good number of people who you really love around mm. you having a good time socializing hanging out and everything's chill and it's just like mm-hmm. a good vibe right that is the kind of thing that i consider mm. my my utopian like yeah. what is the life i what are the moments sure. in life i want to be having more yes. of and it was and it goes back to that very specific mm. moment of when i was like 9 years old and i just happened to be mm. like hanging around a bunch mm. of people with wine glasses or mm. whatever right and i think about that and i only made the connection like basically like this year that what i'm the vibe i'm describing there is essentially like a wedding reception mm. right this is the vibe of why a wedding is a good thing mm. this is what this is the thing that we're both trying to get yeah, out yeah, on the yeah. utopian level right yeah. is that this is what sort of life should be like and this mm. is the, these are the moments in which you kind of like the rest of your life that seems to be the real life that you're living that you're living yeah. towards yeah. that's the real life right yeah. where you're actually living and interacting with people and having a and, and the exact absence mm. of that that you see mm. like during covid or whatever yeah, yeah. is like why it, it, that, the fact that it's a subtraction of that yeah. from life is why yeah. that it was a bad thing right sure. more or less yeah, this yeah. is the kind of thing or that it was that was opposite, that was the thing right? that felt like such a like yeah. it felt so like vampiric on happiness because like because you know that exact uto- yeah what which which mm. is it's not a utopian position it's just the kind of tr- the classic idea of having a feast yeah. or having a party or whatever yeah. right well like that specific yeah. scenario is like becomes yeah. impossible right? it's one of those things where it's like you know sure obviously covid was bad for a lot of reasons because like you know people were dying and shit but mm. like the, the as far as it goes you can cope you know for 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 a long time without like 
the other you know the you, 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 the, the, the sort of stuff that we're talking about right the sort of you know the like almost because like this shit happens like not to be one of those like this you know read the greeks wankers or whatever but like mm-hmm. you know having read the odyssey fairly recently like the, these lads are always going to places, the having a big feast. They just, they have, yeah, they just yeah. do. They just chill at feasts. I mean, they spend yeah. a lot of time crying at feasts because yeah. this is always like being sad and shit. Because I guess you, you do got all these lads killed. Yeah. yeah, but like you know, it's, it's that that's that's the deal, right? Like they 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 you know that that is the the, the thing that you're meant to do. Yeah. Um. In in those books, like, that's how you show your hospitality and stuff, and that's that's obviously how the lads like to spend their time. Yeah. Um. And so yeah, you know, sub- subtracting that, and frankly, the I know we've. I've spoken about this before but like you know being one of those like the the tyranny of convenience wankers but Mm -hmm. like having things that make things that are make make it very easy to have a very pale you know sort of simulacrum of those simulacrum simulacra simulacra i never of those yeah yeah. (laughs) simulacra of those experiences you know you can well, you know, obviously there are some things where it's like, yes, it's fine, you know, bits of this are, are, are negotiable or whatever, but, like, you know, having a fucking, like, delivery or whatever, which is grand, mm-hmm. like, fine, you know, all, all things that, like, you know, having a delivery at home on your own stuff is, like, that's all right occasionally, but, like, once it becomes, like, the dominant mode of, of existence, as it did for a well, yeah, while the, during the, the lockdown, it's like, you know... The idea of community has been abstracted, yeah, right? Yeah. The idea that you'd all get together and yeah. cook a giant, like, load of food for mm. everyone and serve it all up, and yeah. there's, like, a bunch of people there, and you have a great time, mm. right? That, as time has mm. gone on in general in society, has become needed less and less, right? Yeah. And in a way, that lack of, you know... We talk about this quite a lot, but the, the idea that you don't need that kind of thing anymore mm. makes it just tend to happen less. Yeah. And then it becomes, like, a special occasion or whatever, mm. right? Yeah. And that's kind of... This is what we're talking about, yeah. weddings, right? Yeah, no, exactly. The few times that one tends to interact yeah. with one's entire family are at weddings, and if, if or even just yeah. a large number of people in that yeah. kind of atmosphere. And also, if you have the um, the thing, so you mentioned something earlier when mm. I said something, right? Which is like because I was talking about you know, oh, family used to get together, and you're just like it's just one of those things that seems to happen like less over time, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Like it often feels like when you set something up, like when you have a there are, like there are cycles to everything, right? Mm-hmm. In the, it's like so, I was thinking about this. We um, have it's, it's sort of like semi successfully. We, our friend group used to basically get together every couple of weeks, yeah. um, largely to play fighting games, but inevitably not just to play fighting games, we do all sorts of stuff. Um, and I've then, never played a fighting no, game. No, no, yeah, exactly. And then that sort of, like, tailed off after a while, and then we have brought it back this year without the fighting games mm. and it's been it's been you know it's been good it's been really really nice it sort of happens on and off sometimes people are like yeah we've we've, we've had a few where you know it's been i think just because it's been so hot and because everyone's yeah. been tired and dead and whatever we've had a few where it's like been cancelled or thin attendance i was but like, hoping that the september would bring that back to school sure. feeling but it being so yeah. hot um, but like we mentioned yeah. it's really hot yeah uh, it's being so hot <laughs> usually like, we spend the first 15 minutes complaining about that yeah it's, 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 <laughs> it. it's 27.2 mm. now it's gone up at 0.1 of the degree now mm. um but yeah I think that is is, is suspended the overall for, and also people getting COVID and stuff mm. I guess um, <laughs> but like that suspended the, the back to school feeling Feel of, imme- of immediacy yeah yeah, yeah. Um, and so but like having that sort of thing it's is like Hazel the yeah. only person that's had COVID uh, this time I mean we just presumed a bunch of other people had it yeah I, I, I think I, I don't because yeah. I had COVID like what two months ago a month yeah. ago or something yeah, yeah. It, was, so, it was I don't did I have COVID early? Was that this year? I can't remember. I've definitely had COVID recently-ish. Um, was it before or after me? Oh, it was my, my, before you. Like, yeah. like right at the beginning of the year, I think. Oh, well. okay. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't had it for a yeah. while. But like the 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 um the sort of cyclical nature of things it does. It's that there is 
like it seems very difficult to keep things going like in perpetuity if there's and i'm trying to i'm trying to work out like what characteristics of resilience yeah 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 there's there are certain characteristics of of things that you know make them more resilient or whatever but like Mm. there are there are definitely things where it's like these things will fall off if you don't keep them going and like often oftentimes people don't have the juice to keep them going um but like there are some things where you just you have a like the podcast is like this, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, we've yeah. done, we have. There have been literal years where we've done maybe like one episode, yeah, or, or whatever, and maybe not even released it. But like we've always come back to it. We've been doing this for nearly ten do, years. Do you think it's nearly the, ten the, years? Yeah, the, mm, I don't don't say it. Uh, do you think it's, it's, the, it's like nine years? Probably this month, I think. <laughs> right? Fuck me. Yeah. Mm. Getting out of breath. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, 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 mm. I think it's maybe you want like a core of stability in these mm. social things, right? In that mm. if it's like a thing where you have to be it's like some you have to do some like Amazon chaos monkey thing mm. right where you're like if you take one element out of this it doesn't collapse right sure. so you need like some kind of situation where everyone can depend on the thing being a certain way yeah so if you're going to have like an event that recurs that everyone does then if like it doesn't go ahead for, for whatever yeah. reason at one time mm. the next time everyone can be assured that when it does go ahead it will be exactly what they expect yes. and therefore yeah, everything yeah. will yeah. continue as normal do you know what I mean yeah, yeah. so I feel like that's kind of if you can architect something like that and that presumably is like just a kind of you can see that in a cultural evolutionary sense is probably why religious practices are well, the way they are so right you the know, thing that, that yeah, is re- repeated yeah. rituals and things that people do something in, i was gonna i was gonna way. say is like what can i think of that i presume has happened basically in the same way in the same you know like sort of that context or, yeah well pretty <laughs> yeah. much I was, I was just like well you know if i'd gone to the church that i go to on a sunday 50 years ago they would i i, I mean you know they might have changed the service time or whatever but i could expect to have that same the same roughly the same thing you know yeah. maybe you know a different liturgy or whatever but like something like that would have happened there 50 years yeah. ago you know yeah. but like there's very few things where it's like and the same place as well but obviously you know churches have got like a, a, a sort of more geographic route to them mm. but like it, it's, it's just one of those things because it's not it doesn't well, no, just, presumably yeah. that's the point mm. of having a mm. centralised meeting place yeah. obviously yeah, yeah, yeah. it builds impressive architecture mm. that serves the congregation mm-hmm. or whatever but also that the fact that it's in a, a place that doesn't change yeah, yeah, yeah. that's just removing one of the variables yeah, that, yeah. Can, that can uproot something it more reliable that, yeah you, you yeah. want to have as few you want to have as many fixed variables as you yeah. can if you're trying to keep something going right yeah but I, I was thinking about this in terms of like sort of I guess projects or like sort of initiatives as well like mm. I know that there's a there was a conference. There are various like cops. Oh no! So like the Brighton Digital Festival, for instance, like mm. which you, used to be big, big shit when I was you know sort of it, it, when we were in uni. Like I remember yeah, being yeah, a student yeah. and it being like you know there'd be like five days of like conferences. You know that was like Flash on the Beach or whatever that became. Um, well, you can tell why that one went. But like yeah, say, yeah. But like there were all these all these things, and then eventually they sort of just like slowly you know sort of went away and now the Brighton Digital Festival isn't really much of anything now part of that was obviously like reduction in arts funding um, mm. but like you know just lots of things like that where it's like things that used to be you know reliable you know or, or even things like publications like obviously you know I, I think about this with Seagull like how do we keep the momentum going because it's yeah. like once uh, after a certain point you get that sort of effect where it's like things stop being a novelty and then you look back and realize that actually you've been doing the same thing for you know sort of 10 of the 12 months of the thing and all of the changes that feel like they're all very recent were actually in the first few things or whatever and you settle down fairly quickly and then it's like and 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 at some point it stops being the new thing and like the buzz or the hype and the excitement goes and like even if you carry on doing it you can carry on doing stuff for ages they just feel like they're not um you know the the 
the effort isn't there or whatever or like something like that like i mean you could to an extent you can say we sort of did this a little bit with the podcast where it's like you yeah, know yeah. we had all these things that we did like early on where it's like we that all these bits and pieces that have like slowly winnowed down i would say you we're know, eventually fairly... gonna go to mcm aren't we <laughs> yeah <laughs> we're still gonna do that yeah maybe on the 10th anniversary yeah. of, of the 10th yeah. anniversary of that idea yes. whatever that was yeah that actually like do it. you know all these all these things where it's like you know you sort of but i guess partly that's just sort of settling into the routine right it's like before you've got the routine you're doing something over and over again and trying to find a shape for it right yeah, yeah yeah and then eventually you get like you know uh you you get the thing that you're comfortable with and for us that's this basically the format mm. that we have at the moment mm. um and then you settle down into that and like maybe you have a bit of a change occasionally but generally speaking it's like that or you know sort of stopping pretty much you know yeah. you don't have a it'd be really funny if we stopped the episode there that's, yeah that's the <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is that or pause um no so you i guess i guess there's there's just sort of like it's very difficult to inject like new vitality into things that have already been established because once you've got a shape for them once you've got a form for them once they're mm. sort of like a thing that people have an idea of changing them becomes much more difficult because you guys you, it's like you're throwing off the people who are already sort familiar of swimming up river in a way yeah right? yeah yeah, yeah. It, it, I, yeah i don't know like it, i guess it's difficult because if you're talking about a social thing where it's like mm. a project that you're trying to plan, mm. whether that just be a, oh, I want to meet up with my friends every other week or yeah. something, right? Or if it's like something like I want to work on a project with everyone, but mm. it's kind of a volunteer basis yeah. and it isn't really like I'm not hiring them or compelling them mm. somehow to do it. Or it's just like a thing where it's like I'm making a thing and I want to keep working on it, right? There's like mm. a continuum between all those three things. Yeah. And I feel like maybe in some sense, like it isn't quite clear where the approaches work for one and, and, mm. and not for the other. It's yeah. like, I mean, I'm, I'm talking about like when it, the more you're relying on like lots of people and the more casual it is the more i think you actually have to be like quite conservative of what you're mm-hmm. trying to do right yeah because then it's a bit like well people are going to have their own ideas and you don't want to like tread on their toes mm-hmm. you just want to be able to get everyone together and then yeah. they can sort of hash out whatever it is but then the more like specific you want to get you can't do that because it's kind of like well you actually can't just rely on keeping everything the same because you actually need to be advancing something and changing something maybe you need to be like growing the thing you're doing or like branching into something different or slightly changing it right Mm. and that is quite difficult because sometimes you basically just want to do the comfortable thing and if everyone else wants to do the comfortable Mm. thing too then you'll have a good run right but if the comfortable thing either isn't like what people want or it isn't like Mm. uh actually working in terms of its function as keeping everyone on board right if it's like well i'm keeping this all simple so that everyone's yeah. on board but it isn't actually even simple for people yeah, then yeah. it's a bit like yeah. you know and, and often you end up in a groove where it's like this is just the thing that is like possible like the thing that you can just you can just either you can agree on or the thing that you're just like you don't have the energy to do different yeah but it's like if you want to do procedural innovation or whatever and it's like sometimes it's just easier to just do what i did before but then what you did before just becomes sort of weirdly entrenched yeah um yeah there's um, probably some kind of oblique strategies mm-hmm. card thing that will solve this where mm-hmm. you you put in some kind of artificial external uh, messing around with yeah. your thing where you do things against your best judgment mm. but then that somehow makes it better yeah. in a way that I can't really explain why it would work but it seems like it's the sort of thing on a meta level that could work right yeah. like just adding random things to what you do yeah even though just you don't in- injecting you an them. element of, of, of noise to it yeah right? exactly so it's like, not, that, it's not that, so, yeah. you need a little bit of um, annealing or whatever yeah. it's called right you need a little bit of simulated annealing I don't like to think about I just, <laughs> so it's just flashing back to university anyway um Speaking of uh, speaking of annealing steel, <laughs> speaking of hot steel, that was so, a good one. Yeah, that was very good. Um, so I, I, I was, like I said, I was, I was thinking about Martin Noakes, who is a, um, 
interesting guy. He's a he's a like a musician whose primary uh, form of engagement with music is you say is yeah. but I'm not saying he's dead yeah but like he's not when was he in a at the height of his popularity like probably about f- seven or eight years ago right. he has I did so I did no now in my in my odyssey I had a look on Apple Music to see what we had so we had mm-hmm. the, the, the classic album you're building up the, the Martin yeah. Epps timeline here yeah the, the classic album Life is Just a Ride which is um, the one with all of the classic bangers, Trial of Tony Blair, 9-11, Building 7, I Don't Believe That Man Went to the Moon. What year did um, this, this come out? That, so, right, it says on here 2016. However, if you go on YouTube and search for, like... Is this uh, on, it's on Spotify or something? Uh, it's on uh, Apple Music, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. If you look on uh, for, for him on Apple Music, the original version, before the, like, the album version, um, is... His YouTube channel is something else, by the way. We can get onto that. Um, it's from like twelve years ago, so that's. In fact, the original video is from fifteen years ago. So it's actually what like that. That puts it back to what two thousand eight. Yeah. So I mean, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, it, it feels a lot more two thousand eight. But like, I think it just it it he got big or whatever, or like blew up. But a bit later on, uh, he got two thousand and late. Is what you're saying. <laughs> His most recent relief, uh, release, I Believe in Angels, single, mm-hmm. uh, 1st of September 2023. So oh, he's still Martin confirmed, still, still, either that or like, <laughs> I don't know, his kids Come are like releasing his archive. You know, like, like he's, he's got one of those not, situations I'm, where it's like, you know. He's been, he's been taken down. Yeah. Or, or like, you know, someone's, someone's got access to his. So like, there's lots of interesting stuff about this, right? Like he's. About Martin Noakes. Martin Noakes. The things that I, the, so one of the things that I, 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 I want to mention before I forget is his YouTube channel, which is hilariously a combination of uh, like David Icke clips, um, his songs, mm. uh, weird like sort of like little children's songs, I guess. Uh, a video called Dave and June Golden Wedding Anniversary. Fucking hell, I would love to see what Dave and June made of. Th- I mean, it's one of those things where I was like, you know, I was just imagining Dave so and June not like even looking like at an his... unlisted video. No, because it's, it's like, not like yeah, you yeah, upload yeah. unlisted and you can link yeah. it to your friends. No, no, no. Right? He, he literally just like he this this uh, he's using this is like the most like old person shit imaginable, right? He's like his YouTube channel is. Is he even that old? I guess. He well, he must be old. now. You know, if he, he looks like that. In two thousand and eight yeah. or whatever, yeah, so guess. it's like he, he looks like uh, my. I, I don't want to be rude, so I'm going to be anonymous. When I was a kid, I had a friend whose dad was lovely. He just looked greasy. Big greasy. Look. He's just a greasy look to him. Martin Noakes has the greasy powder, look. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just looks like he needs to have something to like. You know, he's getting really worked up. Though, so yeah, when you're watching WWE. Yeah, <laughs> he's, he's just like, like you know, the wet. I was going to say, he dipped his hair <laughs> in the water. Um, but like his 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 YouTube channel has like. Yeah, so it's got Dave and June Golden Wedding Anniversary. So again, 238 views on that. So imagine being them and going like, you know, oh, Martin's uploaded this. I wonder if he's uploaded any more family videos. Oh my goodness, what's this about 9-11? Mm. Um, also, uh, Bird Steals Egg from Chicken Coop, guest appearance by Mr. Fox. Uh, Two-hour, uh, two 40-minute video that I watched the other evening. Uh, doesn't show up. Fox doesn't show up to right the fucking end. Um, more David Icke videos. David Icke, David, video. Icke, David Icke on <laughs> this morning... Okay. guest uh, well, on, on, on the channel. How long ago were yeah. these videos? Uh, like ten years, right. and then we get more recent. There's something about. I haven't thought called, about David Icke for yeah. ages. Yeah, thankfully, <laughs> something called the People's Voice must get louder, which I can only presume is one of those like you know sort of weird campaigns that the like it's what you know the people who are like the the more uh, bonkers fringe of the kind of people who give you cash's king leaflets. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah. So, Wells Cathedral, Class Six B, twenty fourteen, which is one of those things where it's just like, 
So what's your theory of Noakes, right? Because like in terms of who he is like outside of this, theory. yeah. Because I, I, th- I think we've talked about this before. My suspicion is because like if you listen to his music, so his music is like oh, it's it's you know, as far as the content goes, very strange. But in terms of form, it's like mm. well produced, like sort of home. You know, sort of it, recording stuff, right? For two thousand and eight, it's yeah, very good. It's really good. So my, op- I mean, yeah, yeah, maybe not yeah. really good. Well, no, it's, it's you know, it's, it's sort of like it's, it's good. but it's like well put. It's it, above yeah. average. No, certainly, it's not but amateur. like for, especially for two thousand and eight, right? Like yeah. it's not you know the presumption that I've had has always been that he's some sort of like you know minor music industry functionary. You know, I, I, I writes I jingles or something that, like that. Yeah, no, I think it's yeah. just that he's someone who always wanted to make it big in the music biz, sure. and has become increasingly jaded with not only the music biz but the entire world. Yes, to the extent that now. He's like, yeah. what if I combine these two yeah. things? <laughs> what if I use this th- this this gift I have? Yeah, of, you know, this Tim yeah. Panali gift. <laughs> I I divert that yeah. to. Either because that. he's clearly of the generation that yeah. that saw George, uh, you know, John mm. Lennon in the in a bed, like mm. changing the world, right, mm. stopping Vietnam from happening, right. He's like, I could do that. Or a, a new hypothesis that this Wells Cathedral Class Six B twenty fourteen thing. So what is this? Sorry, it's a video of a bunch of kids standing around in Wells Cathedral singing. Okay. I only watched the, like a, a few seconds of, of it before. But, like, either it's his kids or he's a teacher. He's a music mm. teacher. Just imagine. Oh, that imagine makes a like lot of sense, Mr. N- someone's like, "Oh, you see what Mr. Noakes has well, been so doing? Where is, you ever seen Mr. Noakes' YouTube then? channel? Wells." Um, well, nearby, he, right? He could be. So there's a video of him. Of, he's got a video on his channel of eight minutes of Francis Maud MP talking. And Francis Maud, as I know, because he used to be my old MP, mm. MP for Horsham, or was. So, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Local boy. Yeah, he could be. Either that or he just went to something where... Because like, he seems to be one of those people who goes on, like, you know, a sort of, like, anti-15-minute cities, you know, march yeah, yeah, or yeah. whatever. Um, God bless him. What else he done? Yeah, he's got a video called like, Harmonic Series Explained. Pity Patter, right. Afri- Africadelic, A1 Records. And then... He's putting up uh, music he likes. Yeah, and he also has... he's re- He released an album in uh, 2019 called Heavens Above, but it's Heaven apostrophe S Above, which just That's appears really to be... Good. It just appears to be like... None of the titles are like, you know, uh, like about like related to conspiracy theories. They're yeah, all called yeah, yeah. things like, you know, it's better to have loved and lost, loving you, I've got it when it takes, stronger, I'll get over you, burning bridges, ashes to ashes... I don't know if it's that ashes to ashes. Mm. If I had you thinking about you, just hilarious. I've not listened to any of these. How, how, no. how many of them are about like conspiracy theories? What, so, so if his two because albums, I think from his yeah. point of view, he's not yeah. considering these to be like nutty conspiracy theory yeah, yeah. songs, he's just considering to be like political. Sure, he's he's like, the equivalent like, to him like, writing a song about like you know, well, yeah, I like don't not like the Tories, yeah, right? He's like, he's, yeah. he's really living the boomer dream, he's he's the one that lit the fire, as it were. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. I I was I, so I was I, I remember his YouTube channel having more stuff on it. I remember it having like a video of him just like trying to fix his like garage door opener or something like that, or like trying to demonstrate it was broken. I might be imagining this. This might be me Mandela affecting myself. But like mm. he's that kind of that it, it fits with the rest of it, right? Like yeah. he's that kind of guy where he's just like the thing you know the joke about like Pam, Pam and Jim's wedding or whatever the fuck where it's like you know Pam and Dave's wedding and you're just like would it be would they find it weird that he's got all this other stuff on I was like no I bet if he was there he was telling everybody about that shit he was just like you know I feel like got some songs that really wake you up I, he's almost mm. like the, the, the late mm. noughties if like you know the, the Alan Partridge was like the 90s mm. media figure he's yeah. like the late noughties media figure apparently yeah. right of the, the, you know the archetypal media mm. figure of the late noughties is the guy yeah. that's putting YouTube videos up about him fixing his 
yeah, garage door, right? I will say also similar artists give you John Hinckley, which is really mm. funny. There you go. Uh, curious, mm. but yeah, like he, he so his most popular songs won the trial of Tony Blair. Banger, I will say. Um, da, da, da. It's like it's got a story to Living it, right? Life. Some problematic content in there as well. Um, I mean, that goes for a lot of these. <laughs> Second uh, most popular, 9-11 Building 7. Uh, third most popular, I Don't Believe That Man Went to the Moon, which is like a sort of weird a cappella thing. Very funny. Mm. Um, <laughs> then Porking the Pig. Uh, which is obviously about David Cameron. <laughs> Remember that? That's a, 20, it, that's a 2010s yeah. one. That is the, so. it's the, it's the one. It's really funny to me, that one, because that was one where it had this sort of like, um, it, it was the one where I was the most reminded of like Mitch Ben. Because he's like, you know. There is a dead, Mitch Ben. Yeah. He's like orthogonal to he, Mitch he, Ben. He's on, right? the, he's on an, axis an axis with him, yeah. but, he, but he's like the. 30 the, degrees yeah, he's, off yeah. Mitch Ben. And he, he, it's, the song goes something like Porking the Pig, da 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 da, Porking the Pig, da 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 da, David Cameron. <laughs> and it's just like, this is really like, this was a, you know, he should have submitted this to the Now lives, Show. Do you, do you think he's. I. I've, do you think there's like? I a, hope so. Does he do them at like an open mic? Or I, does he actually get like booked to do these to anyone? It, just for like some little local festival. Mem has thing. like Mem has road trip to the pub for, for whatever pub he does this I year. You're going to say like, Mem has festival where we book. Yeah, well, that, that too. Um, I mean, I hope he doesn't listen to this episode. I, lo- I love you, Martin. Um, but like, yeah, and then you've got life is just a ride, which from what I remember is basically just like a sort of damn hey man life is crazy kind of song mm. um a, a remix which is there's the other thing because there's other things like there's stuff like that in there as well then there's a remix of, of of building seven uh money goes to money which is about like how fiat currency is fake and has mm. a it's really funny because it's like midway like n- near the end you go kind of like rhythm to it and it's like i like you've listened to these enough oh no i know i know i know all of these off the top of my head and it's and then there's one bit like like the sort of like second to last verse where it's like the Rothschilds control every central bank and it was just like wait home boys what I mean obviously he believes that right but like it's just really it was one of those things where it's like you just slip in this extra bit to yeah. it where it's like you know well, you're using their conspiracy you're using, using all of their yeah. like you know subliminal yeah. messages against them right and and, and, oh, and then there's smart. there's something called the it. computer lies which I guess about how like computers are evil or some shit um, that we know that that's the yeah that's, true. that's true we are not alone about aliens the man who changed the world about Nikola Tesla so that's the other thing right he's a full like full spectrum probably in every sense of the word conspiracy theorist in that he's not just because like you get some people who are like I have a thing right yeah and their thing is like I believe in and like those things can obviously often bleed over because if you're like a 9-11 truth person right? yeah 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 and it's like that can sort of like edge into other things where if you're like well I believe that you know the US government did 9-11 then you're like well I wonder what else the US government did and in that way it's probably like more useful than or like you know the Kennedy assassination if you're just like I believe the CIA did that then you're like more likely to mistrust like the mistrustable and the evil bits of governmental apparatus yeah but the people like this are more like you know uh, it's kind of everything. Now, it might be that I'm just, like, not quite familiar enough with David Icke, because it might be that this is just, like, all David Icke shit. But, like, mm. it feels to me like one of those people where it's just, like, it doesn't actually matter... You're saying this is all David Icke fan works, in a way, right? Well, he, the, number of, the number of Icke videos on his channel yeah. leads me to believe that maybe Icke was at very least his way in. Right. And, obviously, a lot of this stuff is, like, stuff that you could see ike saying or or, you know again like i don't know that i'm not like deep into the ike law necessarily but like he there's a certain level of like um 
oh yeah just whatever kind of thing like you know people talk about like QAnon being a sort of like big tent conspiracy where it's mm. like you know if you ever hear people like who are it's a Katamari yeah. conspiracy yeah yeah, right? yeah. That people will always just like yes and it, they'll, they'll be like oh yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah. this and this and this and the like, improv theatre yeah, style yeah right? because it doesn't feel like at any point if you were to say to him like you know uh, I, I think this is you know whatever it's like because he believes it's like there's yes there's aliens yes it's like you know sort of money conspiracy yes it's this yes it's that and like it always feels like it's just like yeah i'll take this bit yeah that sounds bl-. and it's just like anything it's that f- the as the sort yeah, of like yeah. the the feeling of being you know sort of superficially narratively plausible with this just like you know triple parentheses them or maybe not even triple parentheses them maybe just them mm. um stuff get kind of gets you know just just fold it in because it's like it, it's only ever like more 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 of this kind of thing you know because once you're in the mindset of this where it's just like you know there is a them there is you know i'm being screwed over somehow we are all being you know bad things are always happening and like that's true but like as as people on podcasts like there's never Tara pointing out like you know you there's the name that you should probably put to this is uh capitalism rather than anything mm. else right like it's, it's just like there are like these things are in in a way true but you're kind of missing the wood for the trees because it's more fun to talk about like and it is fun to talk about 9-11 don't get me wrong yeah but like you know it's that's that's not like the core of the thing whereas for them that's the core of the thing well i think it's almost a kind of inverted like narrative based when when if, if all you can do to rationalize Analyze or understand what's going on is to look at the effects of what's going on and connect those effects together rather than the undergoing the undergoing rather than the ongoing and underlying causes right Mm. then you're going to end up in a situation where effectively you have to reason based on those those effects and you have to do your reasoning on that on that like we're not going to say surface level because these are like saying surface level is almost like discrediting the amount of like mm. huge insane amounts of effort mm. these people put into all the kind yeah. of shit that they come up with yeah. right it's like very deep shit but it is it's shit which is kind of like evidence right yeah and the fact that it's like evidence-based yeah. and it isn't theory-based yeah lends them credence in that way like yeah. in their own minds mm. right and that is obviously the thing that's appealing about mm. it because it's it's about all cataloging all these little things and looking at all these little ideas and trying to connect them. Mm. And it isn't necessarily about trying to understand the underlying systems and how they work mm. other than that they're all connected somehow and that, that therefore mm. there must be someone in control of it. Yes. Uh, and that there's like that all of these things must lead to some kind of nexus. Yeah. Like, if you, it's, it's almost like trying to reverse engineer something. This is what they're trying to do, right? Yeah. They're trying to do, these are people, like, that are trying to reverse engineer hack style, like, a piece of electronics, except the mm. piece of electronics, instead of being, like, yeah. a circuit with a bunch it's of chips. It's yeah. It's like the entire world monetary <laughs> yeah. system and governmental mm. system and everything. And so all they have is some basic inputs and outputs, and they're trying to mm. work out what's going on inside, right? Yeah. But they are, don't have the theory as to how what's going on inside might actually work. Yeah. And so they assume, well... You you know, let's assume everything's connected to some kind of brain of the computer. Well, yes, but, but like, the it, thing that's pulling all the levers in the. You it's, know. it's something that we've talked about before, which is basically like the narrative theory of everything, right? Yeah, it's yeah, that, yeah. Like they they start thinking about it in terms of like, well, like if you know, not explicitly this, right? But like implicitly, they're just like, well, if this was a story, what would happen, right? It's like if there's a story, there's a like an antagonist, you know? Yeah. yeah. Like there, there must someone be someone would eventually yeah. rise up, and it would be like they're the villain, yeah, and they're yeah, the one that's yeah. going to get their comeuppance. And we're the, just waiting yeah. for that. That yeah. satisfaction, right? And the this truth is, a dramatic is, yeah. irony that we're experiencing right now. Right? The truth is, obviously, there are loads of antagonists, and yeah. there are also there are loads of conspiracies. But the trouble is, it's very difficult to know in the moment which are which, and you mm. can kind of only tell them after the fact a lot of the time. Mm. Like you can, you know, you could say something like, you know, there is a bunch of dodgy shit about the JFK assassination. It was fucking wild, like yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. But like it's it's it's, and we probably won't 
he's one of those things where it's like, will we ever really know the truth? Like, they're refusing to unseal those fucking files. So, like, yeah. there's probably, you know, there's something, you know, even, even there, there is something in those files, clearly. Um, and, like, you can, but you can drive yourself mad doing that sort of stuff. And, like, yeah. plenty of people have. Like, you know, Tom O'Neill's Chaos is basically a story about how he went mad trying to understand the Manson murders. Mm-hmm. Um, because he was just like, the, the more you look at them, the more you're just like, oh, there's more here. This, oh, wow. It has a fractal yeah, quality. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because reality appearance. does, yeah. right? Yeah. Reality has a surprise. Yeah amount of detail well this is mm. the, probably what i'm going to get onto about mm. this um i'm going to do here's my here's my segue point right nice. um where it says so i've mm. been this week i've been mm. watching 9-11 videos nice. which is something i actually haven't really sure. done for like 15 years mm. i think you know when you do you mean like loose change or do you mean like footage well no just like footage sure. like so this is the thing so mm. back like i don't know probably 15 years ago when youtube was like new mm. i watched a bunch of videos of 9-11 yeah, because yeah, i remember yeah. 9-11 vaguely as a mm. little kid right mm. i was like 10 or something or no eight we were eight right Eight years old? Yes. Something like that? Yes. Yeah, yeah I think... Yeah. Uh, so you're old enough to form yes, memories. Yeah, we you know, both, I think we've talked yeah. about, like, where yeah, were you yeah, on yeah. 9-11, right? My where were you on 9-11 was... Because uh, it, it was in the afternoon English time. It was, like, 9 a.m. American time, so you yeah. plus five and then so on. Uh, yeah, it was, like... I got home and the channel the channel I switched on which was normally the cartoons mm. or like CBC yeah, yeah. Yeah. it wasn't showing it was like BBC yeah, 1 it wasn't exactly. showing cartoons yeah. so I was like I'm a smart kid I'm 8 I can change the channel Yeah, I'm, I can understand what's going on yeah. and like oh okay I'm going to change the channel yeah. and then the cartoons were on so I carried on yeah. watching them and then like my dad like two hours later mm. my dad got back from work mm. and like walked in yeah. and was like oh what are you watching are oh, the cartoons or something and then well it switched the channel over to like yeah. BBC 1 I was mm. like and then it was, you know 9-11's going yeah, on yeah. And then I'm like, oh yeah, there's 9/11 going on or whatever. Right? I'm just like a little <laughs> so, yeah, kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, 9/11's oh, happening. Over 9/11. There. Uh, the thing is, when you're a little kid, you don't know how important. Yeah. You haven't seen. You haven't got enough training data mm. to know that this is like out of mm. out of um, what's it called uh, distribution, mm. right? So you're just like, yeah, this is just one of those things that happens, I guess. And then my, I remember my mum. This is a, I don't normally see my mum get like upset about something on the TV. She doesn't yeah. really care about what's on TV. It was the first time I'd ever seen my mum being like, why didn't you tell me about this? Sure. She was like, why didn't you say that yeah, yeah. this this was going on? Mm. And I was like, I don't. Know, it was just like just some 911 going on. Like, yeah. 911 was happening over there. Yeah, I don't know. It was just well, one of those 911s. I know. It's just boring, gro- boring grown-up stuff. I want to watch yeah. fucking Aquila. Yeah, exactly. Um, I'm pretty sure that was what was yeah, on yeah. TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so that's that, why I remember because yeah. my parents were like, "You can't watch Aquila. We're watching 911." I was like, "What if but, you get some ideas?" Really about 911. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if, what if you did 911 with Aquila? Yeah, <laughs> I reckon Aquila would be fine. Yeah, Aquila would be fine. Straight out the other Yeah, you're like a bullet. Anyway. This is the problem with trying to make light about 9-11 is that there is this mimetic quality that it has so and it always had it. This is what I mean though. It, it always yeah. had this mimetic quality of, of, of like hilarity into enormity of mm. them being the same thing. Um, and like this whole kind of thing of like... Uh, and all of, ni- all of noughties culture, especially mm. for the first half of the noughties, I'm talking to Kat about this, was all based around 9-11. Yeah, 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 like yeah. everything in South Park for mm. a decade yes. was 9-11 jokes. All flash animations, everything that anyone, any 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 like edgy comedy, mm. which was the main type of comedy, yeah. was like nine eleven stuff, right? Yeah. And it's kind of crazy that like you know talking to people that are ten years younger than us, right? That are you know adult, normal yeah. human people that yeah. don't remember nine eleven, the fact that they exist, right? Shit. And I remember, that's another fucking XKCD comic, which I resent him for having that insight because it's a good insight. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You can, the fact that you can talk to people, you can have conversations with people who are born off nine eleven. Yeah, it's like up. no, it's not. It's yeah. not um, you shouldn't have ever said that. But like, and then you know, if you experienced it, right, and you talk to people and they're like oh yeah did you uh you don't you don't remember 9-11 then and so maybe they have like a memory of some of the stuff that came after as like a very very small child mm. but it's kind of like 
oh no 9-11 was like a really big deal like maybe you don't really you're not really aware of that but it was like the main thing that happened for in like 10 years and it was the main thing that news was about for mm. at least five years was mm. effectively some degree of 9-11 based news mm. right and the fact that it was a really big really big deal and then just being like oh uh, I didn't realise that that's really interesting mm. and a bit kind of like because for them, it's like a thing that happened, like the Gulf War sure, in 1991 yeah, yeah. or something, right? Yeah. And one of those things that happened, mm-hmm. which you can learn about. And, but it's like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> which I do feel like it's on a slightly different level. Yeah. To that. No, no, no. Well, because it basically like, you know, and it, it's one of those things where I think maybe even we were a little bit too young to really fully experience the force of it. But yeah, like yeah, it yeah. did. And it's and we also not being American. We didn't have the whole like, you know, sort of uh, like everything went bonkers patriotic. You yeah. Know? But like we still had it a bit. A little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like that sort of stuff. Did, you know, and and, and also we we like we can sort of remember the fact that like like the we remember when those wars started, you know, yeah. like a series, I mean that's the yeah. main thing that yeah. I associate with it. Yeah, S- series four and also series one of blowback, which are about the Afghanistan and Iraq wars respectively. Although mm. the they both you know sort of give a lot more historical context. The Afghanistan season is as much about the Soviet invasion as it is about the American one. Mm. Um, strong recommend. Mm-hmm. Um, they you know they sort of like they they talk about this a lot, but it was like you know the sort of the the fact that it was. Like transparently, basically nothing. You know, kind of like he was in Afghanistan, but like you know, the, the, there were loads of like bits where it was like you know they, they, they were just like, "We'll give him up." You know, you take him. You don't need to invade. We will just give him up, and then they just didn't. Um, yeah, it was just like, "Well, we wanted excuse, so let's go ahead." Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. you know. But like you can, you can, like I sort of remember the wars going on. I remember knowing people who were you know sort of like that, like people who are maybe like you know sort of ten years older than me, like in the village or whatever, who were like a bit sort of. You know, you know, slightly like wastrels or whatever, who ended up like enlisting and like were squaddies and came back and were kind of fucked up by the experience. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. That. That's like, thing, which yeah. is like more, you know, sort of a lot more of, of that in America. But, you know, it did happen over here as well. Like, well, like my cousin yeah. when he was like, mm-hmm. this is the same cousin mm-hmm. whose birthday party, right? Mm-hmm. When he was fifth, fifth, sixteen or something, he was yeah. like, I'm going to go and go to boot camp or something. Yeah, That's what yeah, his like yeah. plan was, and he didn't end up going. Mm-hmm. But like that was his plan for like yeah. quite a long time. We even had like a like going away thing. Sure, yeah, yeah. And he yeah. ended up well he knew he went to boot camp and he yeah. was like got really bad pneumonia and then like oh, came yeah. home and it was like, Yeah, this is a bad idea, I don't want to do this sure. kind of thing. And like swerved <laughs> his life, became like a chef, now has yeah. like loads of kids and Lovely. does like part time acting and stuff. So, you know, all, yeah, all I right. think I think that worked out. You didn't him, lose definitely. any limbs, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. But like you know, you know it, yeah, it, and, and then and obviously you know like uh, in the in the famous slogan you know Bush lied, thousands died. You know the, I think the official death toll got up to a million. Most of those were of course the people in the countries that we invaded. Mm-hmm. Like you know, mm-hmm. it, 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 but it's it's like it was it, it shaped you know uh, everything. Like right because it was media, yeah. but it was also like you know that that whole area of the world has been basically irrevocably or in a way that won't be revocable for fucking you know, centuries yeah. at this point. Uh, fuck things up. Um, and and it, it just had a, a just like yeah the, the the impact was unimaginable and yeah I guess there were some people who were just like well that's basically just like but a that, thing that's that how happened every, that's how everything's yeah. always been though and then yeah. the fact that you can trace it mm. back to a specific event that happened <laughs> this this is the thing that struck me about it because mm. thinking about nine eleven right we we think about the the cultural impact of it right you think about the news broadcast that you see mm. you think about the comment that went on you think about the reactions the comments the the fact that there was a uh you know, you get like, you know, an entire session of Parliament devoted mm. to it. All these kind of things in the days that followed, right? All of these movies mm. and all these jokes and all these kind of memes. Like, this is this kind of cultural mm. big thing that's this huge, like, cultural thing. Mm. And what I, I got, I got, well, I don't know how I got onto the nine eleven videos, 
But interestingly, just before I even talk about the 9-11 videos, after having watched a bunch of 9-11 videos, I'm not getting recommended any more 9-11 videos. Hmm. I'm getting recommended like one, but I think there's actually something hard-coded into the YouTube algorithm where it kind of operates on a higher level or at least Hmm. they're like screened out in some way Hmm. to stop people from getting like too badly thrown into the the deep end. And so as a result, now I'm just getting recommended loads of true crime because apparently that's like the same psychological profile sure. or something. Yeah. Anyway, that's interesting. I, this I, is like I, conspiracy podcasts yeah. are the same as true crime podcasts or whatever, you know. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. Which, which I think I said the, I said yeah, the other day, yeah. don't I? But like, I, that's, so it's interesting you mention that because I was, I, I remember reading something, one of the rationalists linked to some study where they were just like, actually, hmm. did you see that like, you know, uh, we, that someone else did a study and uh, YouTube doesn't radicalize people to right wing stuff. It radicalizes, it doesn't, you know, it sort of, it tries to show them mild, centrist to, you know, mildly left wing, which mm-hmm. I, I'm going to go ahead and guess. That, that that wasn't really what what it was, um, but you know, uh, like, like that. And, and like the the thing about that, the thing that, that made me think is like, well, you say that, but like you have no real way of knowing whether or not that's like true because algorithms, yeah. much like AI, actually, which is a point that someone made a while back, where they were just like, you know, yeah, it's 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 it, because they're constantly tinkering with the system. You can't say with any certainty no, moving that, target. Yeah, yeah, you're you're you're, you're like, it's, yeah, sure, it's like that at this point in time, but like, you know. They're, they're always fucking monkeying around with that shit. Like, mm-hmm. you know, the thing about the AI was like people, you know, people whining about, you know, they were saying, oh, people are saying it's getting worse, but actually it's it's not. And, like, you know, we've got these numbers to prove it. But like, you know, the point that, that someone else made is just like, well, it's people's subjective experience, but also like, you know, they're changing the shit. Then like, you know, you, you, you're, yeah, the, the, the target's moving. You don't know. You can't, yeah. you know, if, if people have got used to doing it one way and then it's changed, then like people aren't going to like that because people like things to be reliable. Well, it, exactly. And it's fundamentally yeah. not not reliable in that way because mm. you know it's what it's good for and um, you know introduces all of this randomness mm. um but this is my yeah. this is my uh, mm. my 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 hot take mm. my what my mm. first hot take theory of the week mm. of which yes. i think i've got three but i can't remember the third one but i can remember two yes. of them so my first hot take theory of the week that i've come out with this week which is that true crime was mm. a conspiracy theory to push to get people away from conspiracy theories yeah because it's like somehow activates the same parts mm. of your brain that likes to investigate yeah. sort of cases <laughs> and go over them in like huge amounts yeah. of detail and they're very dramatic and mm. they're usually about like quite mm. like you know kind of morbid kind of topics sure, that are like yeah, scary yeah, yeah. or like, like serial killers yeah exactly well right? Like this, right that's very similar to the kind of like brain mm. mood that you yeah. get, one gets when thinking about like MK Ultra mm. or something right yeah but like I mean it's one of those things where it's like a lot of the that's a lot my of the, theory yeah, a, lot of the, a, lot of the, a lot of the stuff is like proximate anyway because yeah. it's like you know uh, a lot of that, st- a lot of conspiracy theory involves like well, a lot of a lot of illegal activity is basically like a conspiracy. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a it conspiracy. More or, like, than yeah, or, and also, it inv- but like it involves like you know the variously various levels of submerged government apparatus doing things connected for together reasons, in you know? ways that are like yeah. non-trivial to pass yeah, yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. yeah, large parts of the world drug trade, you know, most of it was or has or is or whatever, um, you know, operated by intelligence agencies because it's a very good money source laundering, right? of money. He has a very good yeah. source of money, this is which is my, what they my, need to my do. My new stuff. Thing, yeah. by the way, mentally, mm. like recently, yeah. we've been looking at uh, <clears throat> houses again, right, mm. and can't afford to get a mortgage. Mm. We've just been looking at them for a few months, and like I've just my new thing when there's anything that's really expensive that I don't know what it is I just think that it's money, money laundering, laundering. Yeah, I've yeah, now yeah. extended that to houses so yeah. well, I'm, I've made a spreadsheet I don't know if you want it it's, 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 as, it's, like, it's a right move as of yesterday when yeah. it's like 200 just, I did data mm. entry just for two hours yesterday 255 right move get a fucking yeah. API well, I'm, make I'm it actually, less shit make honest, it so that you can query all, I, all yeah. I want all mm. I wanted was just mm. the, the price of house and mm. the number of square 
mm. meters, right? Uh, and then the link and yeah. stuff. And then I just make a you know price per square meter, and yeah. I just make a rank and just rank all the things, mm. right? And you, the problem is, is that square meters are in the picture, so you need yeah. to do OCR. Yeah, yeah. Presumably, with a multimodal LLM, you could do this. Mm-hmm. By next year, I'll probably have a script that does this. Yeah. Uh, so we'll, we'll get we'll get back to it on that. But I had to put the data in manually. And one thing I noticed was that there was just a load of like properties that were listed, which it was like they were just way out on the like mm-hmm. price per square meter. Yeah. The average price per square meter is, if it's good, it's maybe like four grand a square meter. Yeah. Average is maybe four and a half grand a square meter. Mm-hmm. This is in Brighton. Yeah. And then some bad ones, five or more, right? Yeah. Uh, and occasion you get like three, eight, maybe something sure. like that. And that's Which is like needs good. a lot that's of work really done good. or is like yeah, on exactly. a short lease or you something. You might get a 3.6 yeah. grand per square meter and that would mm-hmm. be like has holes in yeah. stuff, right? And that's sort of how it generally works. But occasion you'll get like a seven or a 10 grand per square meter. Mm-hmm. Like there'll be like basically like a flat that's like half the size of this one that yeah. they want like 475 gram for and yeah. it's just like what's going on there yeah. there's, there's money some, laundering yeah, yeah, yeah. right yeah. I don't know but that, 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 whether it is yeah. or not that's what yeah. my brain well it's more it's saying. more plausible than the uh, the Wayfair theory which is that like it's kids or what the fuck well, yeah, there's something's that going was, on yeah. yeah something's going yeah. on anyway back to 9-11 right so this the <laughs> <laughs> mind laundering conspiracies um, is that mm. so I, I, I started watching these 9-11 videos because there's some YouTube channel which I think it's been around for ages but they've recently just started up, re-uploading everything with like mm. higher quality videos I think and Infowars no no <laughs> it's just called like 9-11 archive and it's basically just like I don't know if they did but someone maybe in, maybe including <laughs> them did, did 9-11 right? <laughs> someone, someone did a bunch of like freedom of information requests mm. just to get all of the like videos that mm. were part of the yeah. like report into 9-11 sure. like released right they're like National Institute the of Standard Technology. Yeah. Well, yeah, National Institute of NIST or whatever. Yeah, uh, and there's a bunch of those, and there's a bunch of just like ones that they got. <laughs> I, right? Sorry, I've listened to so many like five-hour podcasts, which the the but, phrase about NIST, the NIST yeah, the, the NIST the NIST report, the NIST report. Is, is said in such, such scathing tone. The NIST report. Anyway, <laughs> so all of the raw footage that the NIST report is based on, right? Like they've been just trying to upload it all mm. in like the highest possible mm. quality. So that includes shit like the tapes are just like the raw, undumped like mm. mini DV or. Yeah. Eight tape out, straight out mm-hmm. of the camcorder so like a couple of them have just got like some someone's like like you know New York like soccer practice of their kid and then, and, then it, and then it just like cuts to 9 Sorry, that is again. Like, no, the trouble, it's yeah, saying, the right? trouble is the trouble with this stuff. And obviously, we're being, you know, I've been a bit flippant about it. But Joseph, as Joseph has alluded to, like it's there's, it's, a, there's an yeah, enormity hilarity yeah, exactly. Like here, right? because it, because it sits it sits within the context of the world. Like it's not like you know the, the it was it was a, 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 a deeply horrible thing. But also, yeah, it was just mm. a thing that happened, and like so many people witnessed well, this, it. So you this do have what, this like no, but this is what I'm trying mm. to get across. I'm trying mm. to contrast this with mm. the idea of 9/11 in our mm. heads. It's cultural big yeah. thing that's in this mm. big kind of glass case yeah. versus the actual like well yeah. here's just some raw footage of yeah. someone and the footage isn't bad quality camcorders mm. were actually pretty good other than mm. not being an HD yeah. the sound is great on a lot of the videos yeah. they're not like VHS quality they're slightly better because it's like digital ca- tape at this point mm. right and like so a lot of them are just people leaving their camcorder on a tripod sure. to point at the World Trade Center because yeah. I don't know they just were the kind of person that did that and there's like turns out in New York City of the millions of people there mm. there's dozens of people that were the kind of person that did that and mm. so they're all just there and occasionally you get people reacting or like Mm. you know occasionally you get people on street level filming Mm. it some of these are like actual um you know news crews that have filmed this Mm. and then the tapes were obviously you know the fbi or nist ended up Mm. getting them so they end up becoming part of the public record so you can actually watch the entire like so there'll be a guy going around just with I guess his like director or whatever and so yeah. he's got like a the shit that he's got using, a camcorder like Adam Curtis would use yeah, right? yeah, well, yeah, yeah exactly yeah. exactly. he's got like a camcorder you know like a professional um, you know 
professional yeah, grade yeah, kind yeah. of thing. He's walking around New York, and then there'll be a guy that's telling him what to do. Mm. And occasionally you'll just get some clip, and it'll be like some guy like, "Oh, let's get up there. Let's let's go over there. Let's see what's going on there. We might see some dead bodies or something." <laughs> like, yeah. It's like just shit yeah, like yeah, that yeah, going yeah, on, yeah, right? Yeah. And it's all just completely like mm. cut, and then there's just, just bits yeah. of the tape that are missing because they, mm. you know, shit, shit's like basically because <laughs> you you could see the uh, the missiles or whatever. Well, no, like they've just blacked yeah. it out. I don't know, whatever. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, some, yeah. some some shit's going on. But yeah. like, what really struck me about it is yeah. just seeing it as a kind of real time thing that mm. it was a hundred minutes long it was mm. length of a movie like exactly mm. right that everything about the entire thing was like a movie mm. but it was like real it was like you know it's very difficult to really explain the exact contrast unless you kind of see it mm. the fact that there's just long periods where everyone is trying to digest what's going on as it's happening yeah like you can you get this if you watch new like live news of yeah. it but it's more you see it just when they're interviewing people and they'll be interviewing someone and it's like well all this other stuff hasn't even happened yet, and they're yeah, already yeah, trying to yeah. make like a, they have a stri- they're trying to like, digest and interpret and have opinions about all the mm. stuff that's happened. Except that like none of it even makes sense to them. Nobody knows what's going on. Mm. Like so many things, like where one of the towers collapses, right? Yeah, um, and no one realizes that it's happened despite them literally watching it mm. because the confirmation bias is so strong mm. that if you spent your entire like twenty years living mm. in New York seeing these two towers, yeah. If you see one collapse, you, you just don't recognize that that's happened. You're, you've literally seen it in front of you. Like, one of the biggest buildings in the world collapse, but then there's a load of smoke, and then you just fool yourself into thinking, well, that didn't happen. Yeah. I guess there's just there was another explosion, now loads of smoke is in front of it, and that's why I can't see it, yeah. right? And there's just really kind of bizarre little kind of moments mm. in, in, like, almost the idea of reality itself isn't making sense to anybody. Yeah. And that kind of experience happening to like millions of people at, at once who are literally there yeah. and then tens or if not billions of people who aren't there is just really kind of a strange experience. And seeing the like raw footage of all this kind of stuff is just very strange because it has a an effect of being almost like a kind of I said this to Kat, I don't know it's maybe it's not like the the, the, the most um you know the best way of putting it, but it's almost like a weird, unintentional like film festival mm. where everyone has to make a movie about the same thing. Sure, and yeah, they're all yeah, making yeah, their yeah. own weird directorial decisions, and you mm. can kind of get a sense of who that person was, even if you have no idea who they are, by what they point the camera at and what they do. Yeah, and, because and, it, it, it's like right? you get everyone. You, yeah, you, you give everyone the same. It's like a game jam, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Everyone well, exactly. gets given the same yeah. prompts. Yeah. 9-11. 9-11 game jam. <laughs> it will happen probably yeah. another ten years. You've, you've reminded me of something, which is the um, the, the the so there was, there was a really good article in uh, where was it the Atlantic um, about a guy who died in nine eleven called Bobby McElvain, mm. um, who seems like a by all accounts a really lovely guy who um, like you know is sort of it's about his 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 like it's about him, but it's also obviously about like what it was like after for the people who loved him and like how long that went on yeah yeah and yeah is still going on presumably there's a the paragraph that i remember is um because it's really it's like i say it's really like very very good and affecting but i also, think i might have read this yeah actually. yeah because it, yeah. it was a couple of years ago yeah um and it was a uh, quote perhaps the more challenging issue the nuts and bolts of living in a marriage issue was daily conversation bob yeah, senior his yeah. father yeah single-minded focus 
meant that any conversation could segue without warning into September the 11th. Mm. Uh, his, she, his wife, would come downstairs and tell him she was thinking about buying a new sweater. He'd reply by asking if she knew that the government had lied about the actual date of Osama bin Laden's death. <laughs> <laughs> Which is like, that's, I don't know, it's, it's like that's it's, how much it gets you, in your head, right? It's because it, because like, it totally yeah. is a kind of like yeah. reality-shattering moment for the average yeah. American, right? Especially yeah. if it happened to, like... If your son yeah. literally died, right? I don't see how you would not end up like this, right? Yeah. Like, random people on the internet just watching enough 9-11 videos end up like this. Yeah. So the fact, yeah. But the, 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 the thing that... It's just very difficult to, like, get across the specific sense of of like reality and unreality conflicting mm. is in the, it has an inc- incredibly strong feeling of reality and incredibly strong feeling of unreality mm. now if you watch those like all the all the footage that we saw mm. in on 9-11 and like during the, the time that followed it was all those same news camera mm-hmm. tv shots that were like from a helicopter yeah and that has a feeling of unreality about it right yeah. it's the reason that all of those you know all those um interstates that went through the cities were such a bad idea right because yeah. they were they, they had a sense of unreality built into them which mm. is that they were built as a model that you were seeing from afar right yeah. this is why like the whole the whole you know the whole thing kind of has this sense of unreality but if you see an actual bit of footage that's completely unedited and in very reasonably high quality mm. it has this feeling of, of powerful reality to it as yeah. well but you're still seeing an unreal thing happening right you're still seeing like and also all those like details that you see in movies and things like the fact that all the papers came down right there was yeah. papers coming down out of those towers for like yeah. the whole time, yeah. for like an hour. You were just getting, you know, I was going to say A4, but there'd be letter or legal sure, yeah, or whatever, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. But all those sheets of paper falling down for that amount of time, the fact that you've just got all these, like, just small details that are kind of like, this This is a thing which has never really been, will never, will hopefully never be seen again, right? Or has never been seen before, right? Yeah. Like, um there's one I forget the name of the guy he was some MIT Media Lab guy like an artist not in a not in a non yeah. um, I don't know I don't want to you know don't want to comment but um, he was like he, he was a uh, film director or someone that just happened to be in New York at the time and just pointed his thing up and he got a shot of the second plane crashing into the tower from reasonably close yeah um, and what struck me is that it's like just a normal camcorder but it's got stereo audio it's like good quality Japanese camcorder of the late 90s that I have loved, you know. Um, but is it, you hear this sound of the plane approaching for a few mm. seconds and then it hits the tower and there's a very loud, loud explosion, right? Mm. And then for about a minute afterwards, if not longer, you hear a kind of white noise. Mm. There's just a white noise going on, like a really loud hissing yeah. sound. And you, like, what is that, right? Mm. And so you're pointing the ca- he's pointing the camera around yeah. and the hissing sound is coming from the towers yeah. right, right after the, the thing... Mm plane hits it and it's basically just the sound of all of the pieces of metal all those mm. bits of metal that are like the the cladding on the tower mm. yeah. of which there are tens of thousands of hundreds of thousands yeah. of little shards of metal that are now just falling down yeah and if you just have that in aggregate mm. on such a large scale on like it, one of those like laws, that, yeah. it just sounds like this white noise and it's that's just a kind of sound which mm. has never you don't hear that in a movie yeah that's just a weird new sound that was invented on that day and has mm. only been heard then yeah you know and it's just, but every single little bit of the footage is kind of like this, mm-hmm. and it's not edited or in any way. It's just like everything has that kind of weird vibe of like there's a lot of details here that are kind of like if you fixated on them, you'd go insane yeah. because all of them don't make sense because it it's so out of distribution mm-hmm. that you're not like whenever you see anything and you pause the video, you're like, what's going on? I've never, no one's ever done this before or since, mm-hmm. and so you're obviously going to reach for some kind of insane 
explanation if you're even remotely primed to do so because everything about it's like that the other thing i'll say is that i did watch one news broadcast right because i thought i'm going to compare all these to the actual broadcast and it was a cnbc one and something i think actually this this is maybe one of my my big hot takes of the week is that whoever the anchor was on cnbc Mm. on 9-11 right for the first hour or two I reckon he's responsible for the majority of 9-11 conspiracy theories because he's one of those guys where, you know, when you've got, like, the newsroom and there's, like, one big main guy and yeah. he's, like, the he's also, like, a finance guy, I guess, sure, right? Yeah. Or sort of ex-finance guy, like, new finance journalism guy. And then there's maybe, like, two other guys, one that's, like, a reporter-type guy and then there's maybe, like, there's, like, some woman who's, like, I guess she's maybe more junior or at least because she's female. One. She's the girl <laughs> one who's, like doesn't want to speak over him mm, yeah. and really maybe should be mm, because yeah. she's saying stuff that makes more sense yeah, than he yeah, is, yeah. right? And so this dynamic goes on for hours of him just saying shit like, oh, there's been more explosions or we've heard another explosion. Everyone constantly is saying there's explosions. Mm. The main word that everyone uses yeah. is explosions, right? Uh, constantly everyone is using like inaccurate descriptions of things because they don't know what's going yeah, on. Yeah. But he's taking it to a new level where mm. when the, the first tower to fall down does yeah he immediately starts saying there's a third plane that's why it fell down it seems that there was a third plane that Mm. hit the base of the tower and that's why it fell and there's no other way that the tower would have fallen and he just keeps saying this for like 25 minutes just over and over right and then he just sort of subtly drops it and then there's apparently a report out like of a car bomb Mm. at the state department which is not true yeah but he goes on about that and then he's he starts then saying you may have heard some reports about things on a day like this. It's very hard to know what's going on. So many things that, you know, end up being confirmed then get mm. deconfirmed. <laughs> and it's just this shit going on. He never retracts the third plane yeah. thing. And, like, he's just constantly saying all this shit. Now, imagine you've woken up to this or whatever. Mm. You're on, like, the West Coast or whatever. Yeah. This is, like, the first thing you see. Mm. You turn on the TV, you're like, oh, uh, you know, CNBC or whatever, mm. the trustworthy, the finance. They're like the yeah, FT, yeah, yeah. right? You know, you got to trust them. Yeah. Um, and there's this guy going on about there's five planes, there's six planes, there's more planes coming in as we speak. Yeah. And, and you're just like, already I'm in a like vulnerable state mm. here. And now this guy who's got a trustworthy voice is yeah. saying this, you know? Yeah. I don't know. It just seems like that. The other thing that I noticed on the CNBC broadcast is it has a live ticker of the like SP500 and the futures and stuff. Well, I think it wasn't open oh, sure. yet. It wasn't yeah, open, yeah, but there was yeah. like futures stuff yeah, in there, right? You, you, you see but it, the, it's uh, not yeah. a graph, but it's yeah. literally like numbers, right? Yeah. And it's live update. Yeah. So on the right-hand side of the screen, there's like, you know, up, down arrows, green yeah. up arrow or, yeah. or red down arrow. And yeah. there's like four, like, mm. you know, futures contracts or there's some index fund or mm. something, futures. And you literally see live, because mm. they have a helicopter in the air, when the second plane hits. Yeah. And they re- react to it live within seconds. Mm. And also the ticker literally goes red. And it goes like minus 0.4, minus 0.6, yeah. minus 0.8, minus minus one, minus 1.2. And you literally watch mm. it within one minute yeah. of, of it happening. Like people presumably were kind of freaked out and had buttons on the cell mm. they had like a cell button yeah, that they yeah, were yeah. ready you know ready to press and like as soon as that happened they were all watching and just press the button you can mm. literally see it go down with less than a minute after it like mm. everything had dropped by like i don't know some number of 100 basis points or something insane yeah like i don't know so yeah it's very very like weird to see because these are all things you don't really consider right because maybe i'd remembered them if i'd been like an adult at the time but maybe I wouldn't because it would have just been too much. Yeah, you have to and also like things. all of the it, it's it's one of those things where it's like there are, there is there's like a greater resolution to that stuff, right? Like mm. it's like the details are more important, you know. Like yeah. 
you 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 remember sort of the impression of it, but then you go back and watch it, and it's like this guy was talking about explosions. Like, what the fuck is going yeah, on? Yeah. You know, or like the nineteenth plane has what the fuck? What's he? There, what, I mean, there's know? just so many like like the the moments where you just like one of the guys on the ground and one of the news cameras is just like there's an engine on the corner of Murray Street. Mm-hmm. There's an engine there. Yeah, and it came out of the the tower. You see it coming out of the tower every, yeah. every time you see it. Mm-hmm. Right, there's like a corkscrew little sure. trail because there's yeah. an engine, just a heavy part of the plane, yeah, which yeah. goes straight through, and it bounced off a building and landed on Murray Street, and there it is. Like that's, mm-hmm. it's not the whole engine, right? It's, it's like some yeah. segment of the engine. But it looks like a plane engine. Now, of course, you can look up that engine and find that it's been an it's extensive topic of debate. Mm. But you, here's just the actual footage mm. of a of guy yeah. from the FBI who's cordoned it off. Mm. There's a guy FBI on the back yeah. of his jacket just taking pictures mm. of it. And then the next shot, the guy that's... Um, that's like doing this is just walking towards the twin towers and both of them are on fire and he's just walking closer and closer and like managed to get get through mm. and he's like basically under the towers in the plaza there's just a load of debris everywhere like bits mm. of metal yeah. shoes sunglasses um mostly paper bits of you know yeah. and there's like a few cars on fire because they've been hit by flaming debris he's just walking around and he's in that plaza with that mm. sort of you know modern yeah. art rotating globe mm. thing uh, and like, there's like very relaxing music playing while he's there because apparently the new, the the World Trade Center Plaza had some kind of like new agey jazz like piano and 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 yeah. alto saxophone like thing that would play the whole time very loudly as a kind of relaxing utopian <laughs> That's chill music. And meanwhile, there's just all this stuff falling down off the towers, yeah. you know, including people. Um, and and yeah, and he's just like walking around, and then he's just walking back, mm. and then there's just this big sound, and then yeah. one of the towers starts falling down, and he's like filming it for a few seconds, and he's like, oh, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, and then he yeah. starts running, and then yeah. he runs for like yeah. best part of a minute, and everyone yeah. else, he's he's a pretty yeah. good runner, yeah, but eventually the smoke cloud catches up with him, yeah. and it's just pitch black, yeah. for five minutes, and no one can see, it. everyone's just coughing, fucking hell, and it's just like mm. that wasn't I was I've seen like. 15 second clips of that yeah. randomly jumbled around throughout yeah. my life but I'd never seen like the whole thing from mm. that perspective and it's yeah. just really really weird to see it and again it still doesn't feel like a real thing that happened and therefore you know you could see why that mm. feeling of that doesn't feel like a real thing that happened would yeah. congeal into a feeling of uh, you know the government lies quite a lot already yeah. so no definitely it's definitely a weird experience I'd recommend maybe watching a couple of them don't go crazy on it yeah um, <laughs> but it's yeah it's, it's, it's definitely interesting so I think I've, I've put a stop to it now, and that's sure. as many of them watching. You, you, you've watched it. I watched they, six they won't, of them. They won't recommend any more to you. But well, they're not. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's it. So there you go. Maybe we, maybe we should take a break. Yeah, that's a, 69 minutes in. Nice. Bush, Bush did 9-11 pause. actually putting on a jacket for the first time mm. in months the other day like last week whenever it was and now it's just you know back to the shorts back to the splashing water on my yeah. face yeah oh, let's get our levels right let's get those levels right <coughs> how are those levels hello, looking, hello. looking better looking, looking good we, in, the, in the break we watched some of the uh, of the footage that Joseph talked about it's really like it's very you know sort of well it's just much yeah it's it, a lot. It, it is a lot um but we did also come up with the phrase 9-11 director's commentary, which is, you know, quite something. Mystery um, Science Theatre. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, 
Next card, Hyper Real Real Unreal Hyper Unreal. Yeah, this was... Th- I feel like this one... Um, it feels like it buds off this, doesn't it? Yeah, maybe it does. I think at the time I was thinking about types of piano sounds. Mm. I was thinking about, you know, electric pianos versus mm. acoustic pianos versus mm. pianos that are trying to sound like real pianos but, that, mm. but like, can't, right? Yeah. And the, the, the quadrant I had for the four types mm. of piano would be, like, a, a, a standard grand piano is, like, the canonical piano, right? And when you make an yeah. upright piano, you're trying to make it sound as good as a grand piano. So yeah. that's, that's, I think, the benchmark, right? Yeah. Um, and then you have things like the, the Yamaha CP70, mm-hmm. which was a, a stage piano that had strings in it and stuff, but mm-hmm. was designed to be as compact as possible. So it was mm-hmm. basically like a miniaturized piano thing. And as a result, sounds kind of... You hear it a lot in, like, 70s rock music. Right. It kind of, when you hear, like, a very bright, kind of not quite right piano sound in, like, rock music, it's usually a, like a CP70 or a CP80, right? Yeah. And um, I feel like that is the kind of unreal version of the piano, right? Or, or maybe it's even the hyper-real version of the piano in that it's trying to... I can't remember what my original thing was. It's trying to uh, create a version mm. of a piano that is even more like a piano than a piano is because it, the fact that it doesn't produce a real thing, they have yeah. to over-exaggerate the things that make mm. a piano sound like a piano yeah. to kind of overcompensate for mm. the fact that it doesn't sound quite like one. So that's like imitation through hyper-reality, right? And then you have like imitation through unreality, which is where you have like a, a um, uh, uh, what, you know, like a Wurlitzer, right? Mm-hmm. So a Wurlitzer-type piano yeah. kind of, it doesn't really sound like a real piano, sure. but it, if, it's very, very basic in its sound. It just has this kind of like very basic tone that like if, you, if it's with a bunch of other instruments you might not notice that it's not a piano or you just wouldn't care you wouldn't be really listening it's just very basic sound it's just very like carries the same kind of register and the same kind of rough tone as a piano but without any of the specific intricacies so it's got an unreal version right then you've got something like the Fender Rhodes which is essentially a completely different instrument to a piano only resembles a piano but it is an acoustic instrument with, but with pickups right mm-hmm. so it's an electric instrument but it, ha- it makes acoustic sound but it makes the sound using like, tone bars and mm-hmm. tines so it has this mm-hmm. bell-like sound which is Mm. somewhat similar to a Wurlitzer but almost even more further in that direction right that's the kind of hyper unreal version of a piano where it's not even attempting to sound like a piano and in fact it's taking the unreal version of a piano and making it sound even more unreal Mm. and I feel like this is a kind of useful uh, quadrant system to divide things into right in that I don't know which one I guess the hyper unreal one is the Waluigi one right (laughs) you're gonna have four but I think you can probably like Whenever you're talking about derivatives of a specific thing mm-hmm. that are either imitations or inspired by it or mm-hmm. attempting to live up to it in some way, I think you can usually divide them into like the real thing, the hyper real thing, the yeah. unreal thing, and the hyper unreal thing, right? When you're when you're thinking about things that do that, right? Yeah. So this could be like uh, an adaption of, of a film, maybe that makes it that remakes it in a way that's more hyper real or more more unreal, or it could be a book, or it could be a song. Sure. Do you think there's anything that you can think of that would fit into this? I'm trying. I'm trying. It's difficult uh, yeah. to actually find four. Of yeah, that that's thing. the thing. I'm, I'm just I mean, normally to... you only find one or two, and you yeah. slot them into the relevant ones. I'm, right? I'm trying to come up with something where I'm just like, this would be a like. I think maybe something that I was talking about to someone the other day is like the the shows that they had on in the Saturday slot when Doctor Who wasn't on in like the mm. mid to late 2000s. I mean, yeah. you see, it's like maybe what was that one? You remember the, what they were called, right? I don't know what they were. There called. was what there was a there was a Robin Hood one. Yeah, called. 
Robin Hood, I think. There was a Merlin one, which was dog shit. ITV had Primeval. I think the Primeval, Primeval is was the, the hyper unreal one. That is like, yeah, um, absolutely. That's yeah. the Waluigi Doctor Who. Right? Yeah. Was, the cat, yeah. Yeah, I remember me and Cat were talking about these. I think she liked one of them. I don't think it was that. I don't think it was Primeval. That went for like two series or something. It, was, it went for more than that. It went, it, it, Primeval well, I stopped paying attention. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I was like, oh, I think it might have had like a realization for me. I was like, oh, it's back for another series. Yeah, That's yeah, surprising. Yeah, yeah. And I stopped paying attention yeah. after that. No, Primeval. It's really still going. Yeah, yeah. Almost certainly. I mean, it got it got novels and shit. Like it was, they were really trying to make did. it happen. Um, it, but also, I think at one point the guy who was like the trying main to guy with left to who on a kind of like pouring yeah. money into a thing that has the rough yeah. same. You know, guess how many series it had? Six, five. Oh, well, that's quite quite it was pretty good. Yeah, I yeah, guess yeah. a ludicrously high yeah. number there. So it had a. Uh, frankly, it was a ludicrously high number. <laughs> also. Uh, one of the people in it was from S Club Seven. I remember that. That's and one of the great. people S Club Seven had a TV show. Though. They had their own TV they show. Did, I like never watched it, but it was a kids. I yeah. only saw one episode of it by accident at my friend's house, and it was like a kind of weird time travel plot where whenever they, I mean, we can probably yeah. get this episode right. Sure. It's probably a beloved episode by this <laughs> S Club Seven um, club club uh, S Club Club Seven. Of yeah. Them, yeah, the fan club where it like they had a thing where it was like if they drove, they were driving a big American car around America, right? right? Maybe I'm just thinking of something completely different. This Back to the future. It was a DeLorean. But no, but it, but no, no, it was like... <laughs> they all was, crammed into a DeLorean. I like, like that idea. Fucking, I don't know. It was like, it was like an open top, so I don't know what sure. it was. Um, one of those... You know, the, 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 speaking of the car that Wario drives sure. right, in, in yeah. Wario Land 4, right? it was like one of those. And they and then when they drove through a certain part of the road, they went back in time to the 50s or something. And then there was maybe some time travel plot shit where they had to do something. I, don't, I didn't, wasn't really watching it. <laughs> But it was S Club Seven, so I was like, "Why are they? Do- why are S Club yeah. Seven doing a time loop?" Which is, and it's, it's interesting because in my head, when I was a kid, I'd be like, "What are these people doing on TV? They're meant to be singers. Why, well, they, the why do they have a TV show?" I remember and I was like, it did you know, all look like a music video. It was like a music video it was half an hour long, and it had that sort of like. You know how they do those like crane shots in music videos all the time where they do like not quite a dolly zoom but like a dolly crane zoom yeah where they'd be like going up on a crane but they'd yeah. be like zooming in and then they'd be moving around at the same time to give everyone like motion sickness and they're like standing up on the back seats of this big american car sure. and there's like yeah. really unrealistic lighting coming from every angle and it's yeah. also like sunset and that's what i remember it looking like and they're doing an s club seven song about oh we're stuck back in time Huey Lewis <laughs> I don't know that's really that's very strange but again this is a memory of mine that's mm. 20 years old so I, it's probably completely wrong watch that episode back and it's just like, like not like that at yeah. all yeah I was just probably quite excited about Back to the Future and so I yeah. just you, you, just, the, you, you just projected a bunch of like Back to the Future characteristics but it had yeah. a thing where they went invisible and the car just disappeared and I was like that's like a quiller I was going to say it's like yeah. a quiller <laughs> S Club 7 drove the car through the <laughs> <laughs> what was that movie, right? Was it... It's the one that Captain Disillusion guy did a, did a video about mm. that's about a... Similar to Aquila type of thing. But it's it's like a, a, a craft that's silver and flies. Flight of the Navigator? Flight of the Navigator, yeah. yeah. I always... I remember getting confused between the two sure. when I was a kid because yeah. I think it was on TV and I was like, mm. wait, is this some like Aquila shit? American adaptation like American Aquila? Aquila? <laughs> and what the fuck's going on? And I've never seen Flight of the Navigator, but I assume it's like it's, it's the, notionally... It's the, yeah. Is it like do, do some either. kids go into the spacecraft? I, I've not. I just know. I, I, I just do. know the name. Yeah, I they think probably they, do. It's like it's a good. It's a good do. idea for a yeah, part. Like, a cool you know, mysterious. It's yeah. what it's when kids find a spaceship. When I'm nine, yeah. that's all I all I wanted yeah, yeah, was yeah. Aquila, right? So yeah. I didn't even see every episode of Aquila. I think I missed one because my mum forgot to tape it, and I wasn't angry with her, yeah. but 
maybe I am now, yeah. you know. I think they did it. They did a sequel, like a sequel book, because it was originally a book by a guy who did a bunch yeah. of those sort I of like seeing the book good in the kids library. books. Like they, it was, it was. What was it? Andrew Norris, I think, and right. he did a book that was like he did another book called. So like Matt's Millions, it was about a kid who like right. basically like when it, the gimmick is that when he was sick, he like developed a game on his like fucking like you know Amstrad. BBC Amstrad, yeah. or, you know whatever the fuck it was BBC uh, Acorn or whatever, yeah. and like his mum without telling him like sent off the tape to some company. This is, this is very and, like, realistic. Yeah, and they they like the they, yeah they right? sold it, and then I mean but here's the unrealistic bit: uh, they gave him all the royalties for it, and yeah. it was like millions of pounds, and it was basically about like you know the perils of getting lots of money you know, when you legit, sort of this like is what uh, happened yeah. to Matthew Smith that did that did Jet Set Willie and that he sure. got loads of money right and apparently he mm. just spent it all on like on yeah. like pot and like some cars and like went to go and live in in Holland for a while it would have been a much funnier book right? if that had happened I'll be yeah. honest I think what happens is he like you know he he, he he spends lots of time being like you know sort of learning learning the, the lesson where he's just like should I buy a big house no I'm just gonna like pay off my mum's mortgage you know mm. should I should I like give my friend uh, you know should I like b- b- buy lots of expensive things for my for my friend no because they'll think that I'm trying to buy them and then at the end the like the executive from like the Japanese company yeah. comes because of course it's like very you know sort of like uh, you like know Argonaut meeting house, yeah. with uh, Hiroshi Yamaha yeah, 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 yeah. he was yeah. like how much money do you need to make 3D yes. Star yeah, Fox yeah. and yeah. they were just like million pounds yeah. and he was like done there's, 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 they could have asked for there's almost million, right? exactly the same <laughs> yeah, anecdote so, by, by the, the, so the this the, might have been written yeah. before that even happened yeah Maybe it was written in the 80s you know, it, it was, like it, was it was the, it, that sounds exactly like the story of um fuck was it is it the game freak people no who who was it it was someone else uh, who was talking to no it wasn't it wasn't them i can't, I can't fucking remember but it was like literally there was another anecdote that was basically exactly the same i think you told me yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, about like people going to meet nintendo and being like you know they, they were just sort of like no paperwork was signed it was a very handshake agreement like yeah. you know they just they just did it all or whatever but like you know the, the thing at the it end might, of, it might have been argonaut and it was mm. this sort of thing did happen i think probably, yeah, yeah that's probably how rare happened rare nintendo i think it might have been rare no no yeah i think no it was it was um it was was it goldeneye i think it might have been goldeneye you know it's from that it was from that oral history of goldeneye where he was just like um Shigsy was just like at the end we need to see him where he goes through the we hospital, hospital and shakes everyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be so. I think like, about that all the time. Yeah, that's that's such I love I, that whenever yeah. I get to a credit mm. sequence of mm. a video game, I'm thinking, right, when am I gonna mm. get to meet all the NPCs? It, it, or at least yeah. we want like a roll call where yeah. they all come on and do yeah, yeah, a bow, yeah. like all the like NPCs you've killed. Yeah. If like, you, fake if you if you were going to do a video game, yeah, if you were an indie developer, I think you kind of like like someone has to I mean perhaps someone probably already has, but like, you know, doing an indie shooter, someone has to include that as like as sort of like yeah. I want to see a role call at least. Yeah. But like um the you know the the, the the Japanese guy who was like you know sort of the company made it like sort of did an advanced version of the of the of the game or whatever mm-hmm. which is basically like you know some sort of fucking Pac-Man bullshit. Um Sentinel. he just he comes along and because the, the kids like sort of feeling like disaffected he's just like well, I've got all this money what do I do? Mm. And he's just like what you need is like to find the work that satisfies you and he's like now like, here's a co- even cooler computer what kind of game can you make with this? Mm. And it's 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 kind of like quite sweet because it's about you know really you know, what's good is like not just having money but creative if i'd read that as a kid i would have got to some realizations at least five years quicker than i did without having read it so it was evidently a good kid's book you know he and that guy (laughs) that guy wrote some really banger books he wrote i think he wrote a sequel to aquila 
but I think it came out like in 2009 or something like that. I might be right. imagining this, but it was literally got Aquila too. And I was like, this is like way, way after. Like, I, it's weird because like he he was clearly someone who was like writing kids books at a point when that was like a career that you could have. Maybe it was um, because the copyright reverted to him. Oh sure, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, I don't know whether that it's was probably the, it's something like that. He probably it, got probably? the deal in like 1989 and then yeah. 20 years. Because like his website, he's got he's got one of those like old websites. Oh, it's got like it. you know, love it. charming. It's got a thing there where it's like you know he's got his 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 books, and then it's... when did Aquila the book come out then? Um, late eighties or something? Um, Ninety seven apparently, oh, and then Aquila two. Uh, this is ten years later than planned. When was this released? Um, oh no, his. Uh, his WordPress, he's got a WordPress site as well that's broken. But it's very sweetly, he also says, find your local independent bookstore or buy online. And it links to a website called fantasticfiction.com. Hmm. 2010, apparently, the uh, the, the Aquila sequel, which is, yeah, that's weird, isn't it? Um, maybe I should, I don't know about watching it. Maybe I should just yeah. read the book Aquila and yeah. see. Because so, I remember as a kid, it just mm. did, like, yeah. appeal to some... Mm. It had a weird crossover of it being like an... It's like an ancient Roman thing, right? Yes, because the the, the previous... Sorry, I fucking loved Aquila when I was a kid. So, like... You probably the, remember yeah, more about it than the, me. So the, the, I remember, yeah. like, being really pissed off yeah. that you couldn't... Because you, if you missed it on TV, yeah. then you couldn't watch yeah, 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 it. Yeah. Right? This was it. Because, like, they, the well, they, they basically... I think there were, there were two... I want to say there were, there were a couple of series, and the first one was basically, like, the first book, and the second one was just, like, more stuff, because they had... You know, they were just like, oh, this is yeah, just, yeah, yeah, just yeah. keep it going. Um... And but like the, yeah the, the 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 thing of it was that yeah the the it, the thing was an escape pod right yeah like and it had previously been discovered by some Roman dude who taught the thing to speak Latin so all of the instructions in Latin so you had to learn and there Latin was, yeah and there was a bit where this is and, part of oh, the nineties yeah. scholastic vibe, yeah but right? also the kids were dyslexic that was one of the one of the things right, that right, I don't right. I don't know how emphasised it was in the um in the TV series as much but the books have this whole thing where they were just like. These kids, it, it was quite sweet actually because it was like sort of, you know, you have books full of like kids who are sort of like, you know, academic or like, you know, certainly a, a certain sort of academic or whatever. But these, mm. these are, you know, this book's fundamentally about kids who are just like, you know, they're, they are not really, uh, they, they, you know, they're not school kids. Mm. Like, you know, they're not kids, and, but Absolutely. they're kids who are like, you know, very, for various reasons, like really struggling with things and also aren't clearly aren't like, the school isn't like, it's not portrayed like a bad school and like, they don't do classics. Yeah, yeah they don't do classics. And it's, it's very funny because like the teacher, the teacher, one of the teachers they go to when they're asking him, they, they ask this one teacher about like for help with the Latin stuff and he's just like, you know, I've not done it in ages, you know, I, I scraped an O level like, you know, years ago or whatever. <laughs> and so it's like, and, but it's, it's like that charming. right yeah it's very that sweet yeah. it's and, and and like yeah they 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 get the basic latin then they're able to get it to speak english to them and then they're able to do a bunch of stuff and it's like you know it's just sort of a bunch of wacky hijinks stuff but like it's yeah because i don't you know, actually remember yeah. where the plot went that's yeah. the thing i remember it was a mm. cool thing but it was it, the, it, i i think the the end is basically like you know they it, it the the ability to do cool stuff gives them like you know too much like, power well no they, they oh. don't even have that right, right. I, I, to the best of my recollection it's all just like you know they have a bunch of adventures and they sort of develop like i you know sort of life confidence because they've done you know that's they, really nice they just, it's 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 very like sort of charming it's like um you know they they also have 
uh, I don't, I'm just trying to remember what like the, the the bad stuff is. I think it's all just like you know they forget to put it in fucking gear or whatever, and it like floats off or whatever, and they're able to work out because it's like drifting along. Like, I actually remember a certain this height one. because yeah, they hide it's it. Invisible. Yeah, right? because it's invisible, so they hide it's it like up device. a bit so nobody's gonna bump into it. But they accidentally. Yeah, like, I remember this. Yeah yeah, 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 this is an episode yeah. I remember. And it's watching. just like going through stuff, so they're able to find it like that. Um, There's like a slight yeah. warp effect. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because it's, it's like it's like it's like the, sh- the, the invisibility in Halo or whatever. Yeah, it's like yeah, yeah, yeah. You, it looks a bit like whatever. Wasn't there like a to... James Bond car where it had like a screen on the side of the car? Yeah, so that it would yeah. Project an image. Of yeah, that was what fucking. Was that was that was one of the, the really 90s shit ones. ones. Yeah, it was. An Aquila, oh fuck! An no, it was, era yeah. James Bond. I think it was right. Die Another Day. The last yeah. piece wasn't. It was dog shit. I haven't um, seen that one. No, it was. It was, was really that the one with the ice ice castle? Was that? Yes, yes, no. It was. Yeah, maybe I've seen that one then, but I don't remember. It's one of the crap ones. But you know, Aquila, and, and the, the, he also wrote Burn and to Watch. If you remember Burn yeah, and to Watch, that makes like a lot he, sense. he was he was like really good at like these Coming sort up of with like shit that kids think. Yeah, 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 exactly. Because the thing is, mm. when, if you were daydreaming as a kid, right, you're thinking, yeah. what if what if I could stop time? Yeah. What if there was an ancient Roman spaceship that I could yeah. be a pilot of? Right. Yeah. What if there was? What was the other one? Uh, what if I made a computer he's, game? He's, he's, just like, he's a million. He's these a million are all pounds, things yeah. that I would have thought of as a kid. Yeah. I did right. And so the fact that he somehow had written all these things before I'd even thought of them. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just, because like he's he's very because like a lot of the time when I was a kid, I would like I'd read these things or I'd like I'd I'd read you know fiction for kids. To me, had this weird feeling of just like. I don't know. It doesn't feel like there's a lot to it. It doesn't really hold. It's a bit flimsy, yeah. you know. And I was Very, like, I, yeah, yeah. And I, I, you know, because I was watching like you know, sort of ad, you know, not adult, but like you know, it's like Star Trek or whatever, where yeah. it's like you know, nerds care about this stuff being like consistent, so they, there's a certain something to it, right? Yeah. But yeah. like this stuff managed to bypass entirely the bit of my brain where I was just like, uh what? Like this is just you know, sort of like there's no. It was too cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it was like the 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 thing that they were doing with it was really sick. They were taking a thing that you'd sort mm. of thought about yeah. vaguely, and they were mm. just like trying to. Act actually do yeah. it, which is one of those yeah. like i guess it's like the speculative fiction thing yeah. but normally speculative fi- spec fic hmm. sci-fi we call yeah. it right it's what it's called um like that is normally from the perspective of like some adult who's trying to come up with something about how it would affect society mm. on a broad level yeah. right whereas normally you yeah. don't do that kind of speculative yeah. stuff about like yeah. what would a kid's yeah. what would a kid because, do because it's all and it's all localized and it's all like how would this affect your life your right? local community your, because your family, yeah yeah, yeah. because whatever, because right? like your dog you, exactly yeah. and like uh bernard's watch is another example of this because i can't remember what like the antagonist stuff was in aquila there must have been something other than i guess like their own you know they sort of had like difficult life situations situations or whatever yeah but like um don't the government want to capture it like et style yeah 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 but like yeah 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 but well i mean there, there wasn't, wasn't I, no, any the thing of is, that i yeah, don't yeah, know because yeah. i haven't seen yeah. most of it but like the i mean maybe it wasn't the tv show again i, I like you know I, I, I the book was the the thing that was like that's mm-hmm. still canon to me but like um the uh, maybe i should get it, it can't yeah. be a very long book no no, no no aquila no. one bernard's maybe aquila yeah. two is a like 950 yeah. pages it also it also has this that thing that like I, I think the thing that I liked, which is like, although it was like, you know, sort of, you know, it's made up, right? It's, it's like, it's not quite, like hard sci-fi or whatever. Thought goes into the stuff. So it's not, it's not always just like, you know, the the thing where it's like, and because like in kids films or whatever, there's always this thing where it's just like, you know, uh, fantastic premise is set up it's analogized to something that you're familiar with mm. and then the resolution of the thing always involves the analogy you know it's always like the fucking oh it's like ice so we need to freeze it you know that's some bullshit yeah, like yeah, that yeah. Well, that's a boss battle you're talking yeah, about exactly. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah but like but no with, it's the same logic right? yeah, it's basically with, yeah. like connect the dots but with, with, with this it's like it's basically like doing it's not really doing that it's like sure this is it's, it's, it's just it's like imagine that there is like this weird alien spaceship okay so it's invisible 
what issues could that cause? Oh, well, they'll probably lose it because they can't yeah. see it because it's invisible. That, yeah, but like, exactly, they, well, they, yeah. they'd have to remember where they put it. What if they didn't remember where they put it? Well, or like, what if they they, they well, accidentally set life, it? You know, going. I think like, the fact you know, that it's about the fantastical mm. intersecting with the yes. real is what yeah, yeah, makes yeah. It, is what gives it its like memorable yeah. quality, right? Yeah, Bernard's watch was another example of this, yeah. right? Where it was like, you know, it's not just a kid with a magic watch. It's like there was this thing that is introduced. I've no idea if this was in the TV show, but I definitely remember it being the book. Where it's mm. like the watch is by, powered by your levels of like hemoglobin or whatever. So it, like, if you don't have enough iron you just fucking like faint and it stops working and like i don't remember that in the show sure. but again like it was it might, a, it, may it, well was, have been it, it was a really sick gimmick because it's, it's basically like yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah because he's, he's like going around and he's like um you know sort of he they go to some school trip to this like you know a ship or submarine or whatever so the and he's longer just like, that you spend yeah in, in yeah yeah in yeah the, the, the more it like yeah the more it, it drains right. you because so yeah. it's a bit like holding your breath yeah right? he like he, he pauses it and then he like he goes he goes around into this into this thing and he like faints you know, and like he's behind the thing and he what? gets in trouble i don't know whether he gets in he trouble needs for a it, pulse but, yeah. oximeter is what he needs. yeah yeah well didn't i mean the, the yeah time. they didn't have them at the time in well. hospital yeah, maybe yeah. but not, you know um and and like or like the the when he's in the time free state like He's another, you know, kid who's bad at school. Like he's, you know, he's he sent tries to do this. To cheat yeah, on tests exactly. And stuff. But like yeah. his calculus doesn't work, so he has to like he's trying to do it multiplication, and he has to like cut up these bits of paper. Yeah, I like, remember. Cut yeah. He's like cutting a piece of paper mm. into like nineteen different, mm. you know, and like then cutting them into yeah. little bits. Yeah, yeah. To, which like, is count like them. that's a really like I don't know. It just feels like it doesn't that feel. Do. It feels like true to reality because yeah. it's like it, there's a certain level of like interface with the practical, right? It's like yeah. it's not imagining that this is like an analogy to something that kids will understand it's imagine this is real how would a kid use it yeah. you know and that is a, like <clears throat> the fact that he came up with like at least three really to me memorable like kids stuff ideas yeah it's because it's like it's it's really you know it, it deals with I, kids I, what, in the way that like, i think it's show? good to dealt with i, I want to know it. where yeah, he comes yeah. out of his ideas because yeah. either he had kids or yeah. these were like ideas he came mm. up with when he was a kid yeah. and it just had them in his mind for like his whole mm. life until he like how old yeah. was he when he wrote these um, so he's currently... So he was born in 1947. So he must so have had So he's 50 when he wrote Aquila. This is what I mean. He must have That's had these... That's bonkers. Yeah, yeah, in his, in his brain. Well, he was... He was uh, hang on, sorry. So he was... Oh, yeah, so fine. Okay, so he was um, born, educated in Leatherhead, Trinity College, Dublin, teaching for a while. He trained for his PGCE, taught history at a college... Uh, from 1974 to 1985 while teaching he started writing television sitcoms and children's comedy dramas funny right. because that's exactly the same arc that Stephen Moffat had mm. but I don't remember what his stuff write? as fun what was his earlier stuff uh, he what wrote was... like a thing called Press Gang which is like Are a we talking about Stephen Moffat yeah, yeah, Mo- yeah Moffat did oh, right. uh, I, don't I don't know I don't guy. know what Andrew Norris did um, uh, <laughs> he wrote for the Brit-ass Empire that owns do you, do, you, do you ever see The Breastless Empire? Uh, it was a sitcom with... I might oh, he created it. it. Fuck. So it was, was um, Chris Barry, who's right. the, you know, the, the, the android. It's basically yeah. this... He's this guy who runs a leisure centre. Um, and he's it's like... He's, I, he's a sort of I like a dickhead, like... This. A sort of like clueless, um, uh, you know, leisure centre manager who's like wife is cheating on him but he doesn't know because he's completely oblivious and like this th- th- sounds like yeah. faulty towers but it's, 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 yeah, it's, <laughs> it's wasted yeah okay fine so i guess his his arc was basically like he did a bunch of like normal tv and then he like started writing kids books although I mean, before that he was writing a bunch of stories about a talking dog called woof this is wild that's the sort of thing which i'm sure i've never heard of it but he's it seems still writing books he wrote a book. His last book was released in 2021. 
What is it? What's he is. It about? It's called uh, Felix Unlimited. He also he's so That's he was really born cool. in forty seven, which must make him like getting on for eighty. Like yeah, he's yeah he'll be eighty. He's in his late seventies. Yeah, he'll, he, he'll be eighty in four years' time. Yeah, that's bonkers. What a guy! Also, he has a massive smile. Oh, he's got the exact. Yeah. He looks exactly like the sort of guy that would write Aquila. Yeah, he's got the <laughs> face of a person that would come. Up. What a legend! All right, that's good shit. I know. Oh, yeah. I, I like nice. being reminded of that stuff because it's 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 very like only nineties kids remember this stuff. But like, again, it's there is just something about that where it signifies mm. that you're. Mm. We often talk about writers that go mm. through the motions, right? Mm. And this seems like someone that's not going through the motions. It just mm. seems like someone that's having ideas that are cool yeah. and like they're the sort of ideas yeah. that appeal to kids. Yeah. So he's writing for kids. Yeah. And, you know... No, exactly. You know, and he, he was able to, like... It's one of those things where it's like, you know, he was able to get the thing... He, he worked out what it, how, how you approach that. And he, he just, you know, just a load of hits. Like, there were a bunch of other things there as well, like, you know. But, like, his books were... There were the Talking Dog books. Then it was Matt's Millions 95, Aquila 97, Berlin's Watch 99. What, what if you know, the Talking Dog bang, books bang, are, bang, like, bang. really good? I'm sure though. they are. Apparently, because they were the adapted is, as well. I've never the seen them. The idea of a Talking yeah. Dog is like, mm. well, what? Yeah, but, but he's the kind of person... Oh, no, sorry. It's not about a Talking Dog. It's oh, about okay. a boy who shapeshifts into a dog. Oh, it's a furry. Um, it's an animal. It's a furry thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How is this? This is pre Animals, it must be. It's 1989. Animorphs yeah, was, was 90s. 90s, wasn't it? Yeah. So he was responsible for a lot of K.A. Applegate wasn't real. I swear we've talked about this in the podcast before. Well, K- well she it was a real person, but like the books weren't all written by her. Like Originally oh, she was yeah, going to, yeah, but then yeah, she just yeah. got a bunch of like random fucking other people. They were, there was fucking 80 of those things. And it ends with them all like... people? Yeah, loads. Like, like loads of ghostwriters. And it ends where they're just like, oh, we've defeated these guys. Let's go off into space. And then they defeat some... They find some this weird shape-shifting monster who's just like, I'm going to kill you all. And then it just ends. That sounds like, the great, fucking that sounds weird. like the great glass elevator. It does, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it, it, it was very like... it was. A, I remember reading that I as a child. I love sequels to yeah. things that shouldn't have had a yeah. sequel. Especially when they're like kids' books. Yeah. Because when it's a movie, a sequel to mm. something that shouldn't have had a sequel that's a movie is always very predictable right mm. whereas a sequel to something that shouldn't have had a sequel that was a beloved kids book is just like a kind of nuts bizarre yeah. what the fuck are they doing kind of situation usually because normally they don't want to write it right I feel like writers are a lot better at resisting that kind of pressure than like they mm. screenwriters or whatever fucking hell what are you learning about you're sorry doing no, I'm just like so, you're doing your there's yeah. been a coup in Turkey so, <laughs> so we've got um the, the books are adapted into television series, which ran from 1988 to 1999, which is weird. I would have thought it was like bigger than that. I didn't. I didn't realize it was like that. Not unpopular, but I, I, I could have sworn that there was more to it than that. Um, and then apparently they're, they're doing. A, there was a series of graphic novels starting in 2020. Well, I'll, I'll, we'll see about that. Um, a film adaptation was announced in 2015. What the fuck? Um, yeah, bonkers. Uh, blah blah blah. Hang on, sorry publication did am i imagining this thing where she didn't write at all um oh yeah ghostwriters many of the novels from 2552 were written by ghostwriters typically she did a detailed outline but they're going so i guess it was like after they got big or whatever right um the only but wait what are you joking the oh oh after 26 fine okay right. so she only wrote she wrote like um a few of the last, a few of the, 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 you know, the last one, and then a few of the later ones, or whatever. I mean, is that um, a technical thing where like mm. certain bookstores would have to be the same author, or it wouldn't be in the same part of the shelf? Maybe, or some shit? but maybe it was just like a, you know, if they got ghostwriting, then maybe it was like a copyright thing or whatever, because they could, yeah. 
Oh, fine. It's because she had a kid or whatever and also wrote something else, some other fancy novel But how many had she written? 26? Yeah, it's not pretty good. I mean, I they're short, after, but like, you know. Yeah, but after reading, yeah. Think, but they're like self-contained stories, right? Yeah. And that's like, even for, if you look at people that write like Doctor Who serials or something, right? That twenty writing twenty six of them is hard, right? Yeah, that's what that's why you have people like those, those sort of like weird pinch hitter people they get in, like the fucking Pip and Jane Baker, who turn out absolute shit, but they yeah, were just yeah, like yeah. they turn. They basically there was there was a point where they were just like, look, we just need people who turn in scripts on time and don't fuck us around, yeah, and it. they would do that. Uh, Animorphs Know the Secret is an action adventure game released for Microsoft Windows, developed by G- Gigawatt Studios, Gigawatt, they fuck me, and published by Infogrames. It let the characters hmm. switch control between four of the animorphs. Uh, they and then it's it's written in. When did this come out? Uh, it doesn't say. Because the, the, the type weird. of game it is really yeah. depends on the year it came mm. out. But like by huge, yeah. to a huge degree. Animorphs Shattered Reality is. A but I can almost tell you exactly what the game is like if you just tell me what year it yeah. came. <laughs> a Game Boy Color game was also published by nice. Ubisoft. This nice. is the kind of thing that I'd expect to have a much more like Boy Color game of everything on it fan base. The Harry Potter and the. Uh, chamber, uh, not the, the first Harry Potter Philosopher's yeah, Stone yeah, yeah. Uh, Game Boy Color game was just like yeah, the, a the two surprisingly competent JRPG yeah no we, we actually played yeah. this Chamber of Secrets at one point a few years ago yeah. and it's actually quite good although yeah. the music is very annoying it is you yeah. couldn't use any of the music from the film so they had to use their own yeah. very annoying music yeah. but like, I remember I remember playing it as a kid and being like this is like much better than the game like the, the very crap uh, game for presumably the console that was adapted to PC Absolutely. or at the time probably not like just developed separately the and they were the same right. sort of crap in terms of like mm. game design gameplay world and everything mm. that really matters about a game is obviously worse mm. but in terms of like things like sprite quality mm. the tile sets they use the colors the animations in the battle and all of that it was way better than pokemon yeah right it just looked like a mm. just slightly it looked almost like a game boy advance game mm. um but you know who made it was it a, was it a british company that made it quite possibly yeah well, like, sorry what was the what's the story behind this harry potter game boy game if you download a ROM of this, then no um, revenue goes to the author of the mm. books. You know something funny, right? <laughs> I had a look. So there's, you know the, the new the new Harry Potter game, the Hogwarts Legacy, or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah. I had a look. I had a look to try and torrent it. Yeah. And like the the, tor- the only torrent I could find, which didn't have any seeds, had the entire description was just like uh, J.K. Rowling is right about trans people. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I can't, really, I can't believe that this. Is so funny, I can't fucking believe that is this. Like, I just don't play it then, you know. Harry Potter and the Philosopher. Hang on, sorry. <laughs> Uh, if you're downloading this for this, it was reason, developed. Oh, no, it's, 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 a, it's an American developer called Grip Tonight's Games, Ooh. founded as Sorrent and acquired by Macrospace in 2002. In 2021, it was acquired by EA. Fuck me, there's 800 well, employees. It's a much bigger game. Oh, apparently it's so. Uh, no, it was well, a it was an American game. So it was founded as Sorrent in 2001. Uh, then, oh no, th- then they acquired a London-based game. Um, damn, yeah. So they just like uh, they were just like I guess sort of. Uh, Big gay, you know, it was a big mobile game. I still are, I suppose, a big mobile game developer. Mm. Um, damn, that's wild. Yeah. <laughs> the Game Boy Color was released simultaneously with the PlayStation and Game Boy Advance version and had the longest development cycle of the three versions. It received mixed that's reviews from funny. critics who praised the visuals and faithfulness of the novel, but had lukewarm reactions to the audio and criticized the standard battle system and lack of a map function. I remember that going fucking sick. I don't know what they're talking about. As I said, the music was annoying, and I don't think it was that hard to navigate. Mm. Didn't really need a map, did it? Yeah. That was a banger. Um, last card? Very quick? Oh, yeah. Putting the it in critic. This was something I was thinking about with mm. regard to... We're all very good at, at 
this is something we talk about all the time. Mm. This is one of our perennials, I yeah. think. Which is that uh, talking about like a thing when we talk about something like this, for mm. example, we've been talking about kids' books. Yeah. We're talking about a queer or something like that. Yeah. Does the the extent to which you do that make you any better at say writing a kids' mm. book? Right. So if we wanted to, if we wanted to write a kids' book, would our discussion uh, that we just had mm. would it make any kids book that we would then go on to write better or, or maybe a better thing let's say mm. you and me just mm. imagine we're trying to make a podcast yeah. right <laughs> and let's say we have a big we, let's say we spend mm. many years discussing podcasts yeah with people on them and what they're like sure. and so on does that make our ability to make a podcast a, a good one increase uh you can judge for yourself because <laughs> the first however many years of the show were as us doing that so like mm. you know listeners if you well, prefer this stuff makes, for those of you who've been listening it the whole probably time. makes you better at making a podcast yeah. about other people's podcasts <laughs> Um. <laughs> yeah, I, it's 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 one of those things where it's like I think the trouble is it can do is mm. the answer. Like if you're someone whose uh, ability to do something is a certain sort of analytical, and you are, are able to proceed by introspection or whatever. Like if you're able to like look at stuff and say I know how I could incorporate that into my stuff, mm. like or, or whatever. Like if you're able to take things apart, like I. Uh, it's a bit a bit less true now but like for ages i couldn't tell you why i could just like write stuff that read well i just knew that i could like yeah yeah yeah. i mean that was largely because i'd done it a lot but like it was one of those things where it's just like i just had i developed yeah you heard enough good prose in your head that you could tell when yours was fitting the same kind of i developed an instinct for you know i'm saying i'm fucking like you know writing like magic or whatever but like it was it was you know my, my the stuff that i write is like i like to think readable you read and, and enjoyable like, terrible yeah yeah exactly <laughs> like, I'm, I'm, I'm like if i go back to stuff a month later i'm just like i see all the stuff that i maybe like didn't like as much but then i'm like like it's fun to read like yeah, what i, the, what the I aim for is stuff that, yeah. the you that wrote it exactly yeah. but like I, I i think if you're someone who and like, this is what i've been starting to move towards in the last few years i suppose is like actually looking at what i'm writing and being like a bit more why am i doing this like this could i change this whatever you know how, how does this this affect and it's like if you can do that stuff, if you're you're someone who benefits from that, then yeah, mm. it's really useful to you know sort of talk about stuff because then you can be like, okay, well, I can now see and incorporate this into that, and then eventually you do it enough and it becomes sort of like automatic and you you you, you get up like that. But yeah. like, yeah, I don't know. It's 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 definitely like there are some people for whom it's like they'll look at it, they'll look at something like you know the discussion that we did they'll be like okay so kids books should be like this right and they'll try and do that but they'll do it but in a way you, that like how do you generalize yeah that, i think that's the issue is that you have to have yeah. enough data points mm. to like generalize it right and you have to because mm. i think in a way it's almost like criticism it's kind of like training you i mean nobody uses these anymore but like generative adversarial networks sure. right yeah they're, they're like old shit mm. right no one yeah. talks about them anymore right but like it was always an interesting kind of like um mental idea to me that the idea that you're you're training a part of your brain to work out what it is you want but yeah. not actually know how to make it yeah. and you're training another part of your brain to actually make it and then the two have to kind of do battle right mm. and you end up with a kind of situation where your your inner critic is judging yeah. the thing you've made and then the thing that your inner creator is then making the thing and the yeah. two almost are like little tulpas yeah, yeah, yeah. on their own you're an angel and demon kind of yeah, thing yeah, yeah. You know? and, and that, that as a kind of idea is something which I do think that it's very easy especially in the modern age mm. to train your critic a lot more than your because sure. yeah, yeah, crit- yeah. it's much easier to consume opinions about yeah. things than it is to ev- consume things let alone create things yeah right? no, no absolutely because, but, well, because and, and the other thing is like so much of stuff so much of like what what what, what the problem that I think a lot of people have with social media is that there are so many voices that it's impossible to ha- to say things 
without knowing for a fact that they've been said before. Yeah, much, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Like, there's no way of like looking at a piece of work and being like, I've got a really novel take on this because well, almost certainly some dickhead will have said it you before. You start seeing some like little mm. diagram of like, mm. this is the particular person that I'm on, like the mm. political spectrum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I say this, I'm yeah, like this yeah. archetype of person. And then, that and then said you just this, end right? up being like, which is what I do a lot, which is like not being a X kind of person, not being a Y kind of person, not being a Z wanker or whatever it is, because you're like trying to triangulate. And even if you like me, I've not been on but social that, media now you're for like years. The, the but trying like, to yeah. triangulate. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 yeah. But then, yeah, everything sort of becomes like that. And like, and also just because so much of like quote unquote content the best triangulate. <laughs> so much of, uh, of of like content. I'm exactly between all of the archetypes, and no one can find out which one I am. Therefore, I'm more original than all of everyone else. Yeah, is 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 that sort of analysis? Like, I, I was thinking about this before, right? And I remembered this little comic. Um, uh, and it's it's uh, it's this. <laughs> so, a, a, it's someone yeah. watching a video called but, "The Secret Marxism of Space Jam." He says, "Why am I still watching politics, YouTubers? I'm 33 years old." And he goes over to the bookcase and starts reading a book called "Famous Naval Battles." Yeah. <laughs> Putting away childish yeah. things. Yeah, um, this is one of those things where, like, I, over the last like month, I've heard various people, not our age, a bit older, but not that much older, yeah. talking about Master and Commander. <laughs> so, this is definitely like a nice. thing. I haven't seen it or read no. it. Um, it's like, but it's presumably, like twenty of those fucking. Things, as time right? goes yeah. on, eventually, I yeah, will, yeah, yeah. So. You, 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 you will end up becoming like there are certain sorts of like dads you're cursed to become. Yeah, the various like, dads. Yeah, my, the various is, dads. Yeah, I'm definitely, I'm definitely like a naval battle style dad. <laughs> I, I could definitely feel the the, the pull of like. I know, did get recommended a YouTube video that was someone making their model rail layout. Hell and it yeah. was really good. Nice. Because yes. they were making all the sh- they, they mm. I'm just going to go on to this for a yeah, bit. Go now. On, go on. It was it was a guy and he's basically got like a um a channel where it's like named after this train station. It's a fictional train station that's named after him. Yeah. But it's like it's set in a specific it's set on like a specific date in 1988 and so he has to get all the liveries correct for on all the trains because that's like because this was I mean actually this will get onto a whole thing. Yeah. Do you remember Network Southeast? No. You will remember how it looked. Probably, though, right? yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so but the, the southeast of, you know, this is like yeah. post-British Rail. This is like when yeah. it got divided into the, into the separate things, right? Network Southeast had a very specific shade of red that was slightly brighter than the British Rail mm. shade of red. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? So there's, there's actually a... Um, let me see if I can get this up, right? There's a... A website, the Network Southeast Railway Society. NSE lives it, on! Exclamation mark, exclamation mark. just all people that, like, uh, it, this is all mm. the various stations yes. that you can spot mm. Network Southeast related branding and signs and, and colours. Sickos, yes. So yes. occasionally you see a little bit of red. Yes, no, I love those, right? those old, uh, yeah, yeah, travel yeah. things. A lot of them got repainted. Mm. Like this specific logo, like the, the mm. trickler thing, right? And you occasionally see Network Southeast with, mm. the, with the thing there. A lot of these photos are from like 10 years ago so I, I think a lot of them aren't there anymore but they literally this goes on for pages and pages and pages and pages like yeah. I mean you can see how many there's like 10 pages of this right um, I guess some of them uh, so here's the thing there's someone that has a network southeast like museum I think I hang on where is it uh and it, they basically just have all of the stuff from Network South. Yes. So uh, I think this that's pretty the best picture, maybe. I don't know if it loads. Hello um, on the sign. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's basically just like all of the like station branding. I mean, that's terrible quality. I don't know if we can get a better one. 
It's all Facebook, which doesn't load a good. Um, <sighs> yeah. This is the problem. All the great. It does, it does the Pinterest shit, you know, where it's like it refuses to load like a good quality. Why do I open this? Yeah. Um, wow, that's very that's extremely modal. Yeah, uh, it won't let me see it. I don't think. No. Um, but anyway, yeah, just imagine an entire, an entire like, like a shipping container or something sized thing. It really looks like this is this is like presumably what it is, which is someone's garden or something, or like a field well, out yeah, the back yeah, of someone's exactly. house. It's just like a bunch of of shit from train stations that were all with the same branding of a a train. It was it was a it was a company, right? It was. It was for profit, I think. Almost. And it was created. It was, it was one of those things where it was just like, this is a bit where it's like some someone somewhere has like got the you know the, the, the yeah. complete goods on this. But it was probably like yeah, the thing where it was like before network rail was network rail. It was like a series of smaller things that and ended then up being incorporated because it was such it a bad out. idea. Because yeah. it was one like the slow the slow march of like all of that privatization being like the worst idea in the world. Just like things, just like slightly. You know, being it's just like well, we we kind of do have to have this be one thing, and you know, sort of a bit nationalised-ish. This is um, where the the bin survives, but this so it's this specific, this specific like because the, the the British Rail mm. like red, right? Yeah. Do you remember those? Um, I don't know how much you travelled on trains as like a small child, right? This Quite is just us yeah. being old. But it, do you remember those very specific, like almost single piece steel benches, which were like they had like a mesh kind of bench bit that was kind of curved and went like this, and there was two kind of um, curved tube pieces. Yes. I think there'll probably be some pictures of it on here actually, and they were always painted red. And from my recollection, they always kind of smelt like not like bad, like of piss or something, but like just a, a very distinct smell that they had. I don't know if it was like the paint had a particular smell. Um, what if I go network? Hang on. British Rail benches. This will be like the red ones, right? From late on. Have we got any? These ones. This is the best. Yes. Right? There's still this, some of those around. They've been yeah, repainted, they've been repainted in, like in Southern or whatever. They, they yeah. were blue for our late childhood, and yeah. then now they've been green because it's yeah. Southern. And you go around different parts of the country, they're different colours depending. They're usually blue is yeah. what the colour they end up like. Uh, we're in Stevenage, and there everything had been painted blue, right? So me and Kat were on the train, right? We were going to this wedding, and we had the the, the great fortune of not having to like go through the tube on the way up there, and we're able to actually change at Stevenage, and um, doo -doo 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 -doo. I posted this picture actually, which was um, I'm not editing this out. No, absolutely you've all, you've all just got to listen. Um, Listen to us talk about benches you can't see. Yeah, I posted this picture just to be like, bringing back British Rail nice. one nice. bit of paint at a time. Good you know. stuff. Um, but, you, but you can see the various layers. There's yes, a, there's yeah, a blue it's, layer. It's, it's the fucking tree it's, rings. It's grey, but then yeah, it's blue, yeah. but then it's red, right? Um, yeah, I got recommended some YouTube channel. It was essentially a guy uh, creating a... It was basically like a, a whole railway layout in his attic, I presume, which you can kind of see by like, the beams and things. And it's like... The amount of effort that he's putting into it is like he's having it so that only billboards that would have been around on that month that would have actually been like being advertised, like from photos reference of like the actual billboards that you would have seen in Britain. I think he's 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 made up like a, a kind of a, a fictional station near to Slough that doesn't really exist. And he's like creating all of the and painting all the miniatures in the exact right colours, so all the like, all the like, um, you know, lighting at the station, like mm. the street lamps, all the, sure. all the all the poles are all painted in the right colour of that slightly off off. This is this is know? this is like a Borges short story. Like he's going to complete <laughs> yeah, this and gonna then it's going to become real. It's going to turn yeah, real. Yeah, yeah, it's going to always have been real. 
but he's going to be trapped in it forever. <laughs> There's just something about yeah. it and about taking all of that, like, because clearly he's about, I don't know, probably 50. So mm. he's born in about 1970 or yeah. something. So he's probably got very strong memories of as a teenager seeing, you know, going on some train to this particular place and just, you know, that being the vibe. And there's something about that, like, desire to recreate a very specific time in a realistic way, mm. which makes it more compelling to me than just an average train thing. No, that, but in a way, all train fans were that. Oh, it's no, just now yeah, it's yeah. intersecting with when I was yeah, a kid. Yeah. <laughs> so now I'm like, oh, yo, trains. Yeah. It's, well, yeah, yeah. it's not <laughs> just like, yeah, it's not, it's not just like, you know, okay, sure, you know, whatever, re- 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 recreation of the Flying Scotsman. Yeah, I've like, never been on the yeah. Flying Scotsman. No, my, my friend Phil's got, a, got basically that. He's got yeah. like a, 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 this loop in his attic where it's like, you know, sort of, it's some station at a certain point in time. Yeah. I think they're all like this. I think that that's the dream though. Yeah. I, I even remember as a small, as a small child, like, Having a getting a, a Lego train set, mm. the, the electric one you could yeah, get yeah. the thing, and having like a very vivid dream that if I just kept buying more and more Lego, mm. I could make an entire city that was yes. all to scale, and it was all it would all yeah. connect. And I remember like, well, I I probably have to have it in some like little cupboard, mm. so I have a little, like this really, right, like yeah. like that, right? You open the cupboard and you turn the lights on. There's like a yeah. whole little city in there, like, and it's like ooh, like the guy in the fucking Lego. Yeah, movie, I was good. Yeah, right. The what's whatever his name is, yeah, yeah. you know the guy, I do. famous yeah. guy. What's the guy? Who's it played by? I can't fucking remember. It's, is it Will Ferrell? It's Will Ferrell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I'd be the Will Ferrell character yeah. with my little cupboard I open up and yeah. it's all, all Lego all in there. Nice. Anyway, that's a little... That's all, yeah. There's two utopian dreams yeah. here. Oh, yeah, my other... Uh, just before we end, yeah. my other... Because um, we're going to leave this on the hot take. Yeah. Hot take I realised being up north, being around mm-hmm. the northerners that all chain smoke, yeah. right? is that Smoking is good the main you. reason that there's so many ADHD diagnoses mm-hmm. now is that nobody smokes. Because nicotine is a... Nicotine is yeah, a central yeah, yeah. nervous system, uh, yeah, stimulant, yeah. and now no one has smoke yeah. breaks, and so everyone's, like, under... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Under-stimulated. Damn, that's good. There you go. Light that up. Anyway, good night, folks. Night, folks.